Corner Campers. Uh, all righty, Elijah Bates. That was a long intro, by the way. I thought you were going to run out of oxygen. It's because it says right error. I don't know what that means on, no. this, little, on this recorder. So every time it does that, it's like not picking it up. Ah. So, yeah, I have to go a little bit more. <laughs> ah, ah. Dude, I, I appreciate walking in here and seeing Seinfeld on the TV. I feel like that doesn't happen quite as often as it used to. Just like. Well, it's on because it's on Comedy Central picked it up now. Ah, so it's okay. literally a marathon every night. Well, you know, it's like it's crazy just because so many other shows that were like Seinfeld status in terms of how people appreciated them uh-huh. have come out now at this point. Like you have like The Office, you have Modern Family, you have right. so many other ones too. And Seinfeld, unfortunately, kind of gets not as much play as it used to. And it's sad. I guess this is just the way of things. I mean, I'm sure that happened to Cheers at one point, WKRP, right, and right, all right. these other shows, you know, where suddenly like they weren't necessarily the like the top rerun anymore. Well, it, Cheers is, ne- I mean, Cheers is never rerun, uh, like ever. Is it not? Like, I mean, it's I'm, on, I mean, it's, it was on Netflix and now it's on, I think, Hulu. I but you never through, see it on, maybe it's on like Nick and Night. I have no clue. Like, but, but, I, but that's the way of things, though, too. But Seinfeld is definitely, I mean, Seinfeld was like heavy on reruns even whenever it was already was no, still, was still on. Seriously. <laughs> like, I remember there was like at least two times a day that you could catch Seinfeld. And Seinfeld was still like, you know, like the, the, like, the key player for yeah, it was CTV still, exactly, at that yeah, point. Seriously, too. that's crazy. Has that ever happened? I, I, maybe only, with like Nash, or maybe, probably not. Though the Simpsons, but I mean, Simpsons is definitely a different sort of case too. Like where a show has existed for three times longer than anybody actually cared to watch it anymore. Right, right, right. But like Seinfeld, I, and it goes to show because like Seinfeld, you know, although there are certain elements of it when you watch it now, you're like, okay, well, they, like that movie theater episode was just on where nowadays that would never happen because they would sign seats for every single seat in the movie theater. Uh, And, you know, like even the the restaurant reservation one, probably that wouldn't even happen anymore, too. Well, also, there's a big hole in the the Chinese restaurant one that there are only options in the entire city of New York was... Uh, that Chinese one in Skyburn. I know. <laughs> it's like there's there's probably a great doesn't, pizza place next door. Doesn't Kramer go and get a hot dog or something? Or is that the well, resolution the, at the end of it? In the movie theater one, he wants a papaya, a yeah. papaya king, which are great hot dogs. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had one actually before. They're pretty good. Nice. But, uh, well, no. So now Seinfeld, it, yeah, you're so right. Like it was on must-see TV. Uh, but then they had already sold it into syndication because that's how I discovered it through reruns because yeah. it was on at like four before I had to do my homework. We because Thursday at nine o'clock I, I was like in the early nineties I had to go to bed. Yeah, in the late nineties, my parents. I, I, I don't. I didn't have to go to bed, but like, you know what? I just, it's weird. I. What was my bedtime in the late 90s? Uh, no, I was just not as in tune to it. Yeah. You know, my parents Maybe were... Maybe I was just doing my homework or something. My parents were very big on recording stuff back in those days. Um, they Because my dad was a concrete contractor, and he loved Letterman. And, he, mm. and they loved Conan when Conan started coming on, too. And they were like, you know, now I look back and I was like, man, they could have done so much more with their lives and careers, my parents, because like they understood how to like accurately program their VCR to record different channels and stuff like when they were going to bed uh-huh. but they recorded Seinfeld too so I can recall us re-watching that week Seinfeld ad nauseum for like the next week until the new one came out and the first one I remember watching ever was the Pez Dispenser episode where uh, where Jerry sets the Pez Dispenser on Elaine's leg and she laughs during George's girlfriend's piano solo right, and right, totally right. wrecks it and everything <laughs> and that was like the first one I remember watching but even at that point and, and dude I must have been like that's probably like 91 92 
sometime mm-hmm. in that frame, like time frame. So I was probably like eight or nine or something like that. And now I look back and it's like, damn, we, I was appreciating Seinfeld like right from the get-go. I had no, no clue what they were talking I, about. I didn't either, but you just got it. Yeah. You just fucking got it. Well, the first one I ever saw, look at those movie posters in the bag, Mr. Saturday <laughs> Night with Billy Crystal, which is so funny because they make up movies. Yeah. But then in the background, you see Mr. Saturday Night and A Few Good Men. They must have been posters <laughs> that were just on the sets that are from like whatever, like the studio that they were shooting on oh, at maybe, the time. Yeah. You know, like um, let's say that they were shooting on the Universal Backlot or something like that, or whatever their New York set was. I'm sure they must have just been posters of whatever the hell was coming out at that time frame. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, because yeah, most of the movies you see here were like, like there's that Rochelle, one movie, Rochelle. there's that one movie with Kirstie Alley and on the poster, it's her with like holding a blanket up over her, or you can just see her eyes. Yeah. It's like a movie that's all about like sex and yeah. dating and that one. And then like Prancer, that movie Prancer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, it is funny how they kind of do flip flop because there's that whole like episode two where George starts crying because of home alone too. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. the old man, like the met old man back got on his family yeah, or right. something like that. But, but you know, I, th- I think it really goes to show it speaks to the, um, the standard s- simplicity of life though in Seinfeld they're, they're not yeah, dealing right. with complicated issues no, so they really aren't even like there's a you know and and as you get older you know I think you you go through your uh, your kind of transitions of which character you identify with the most and everything like that right. and I think that like there it's because like these characters all I mean I like from my perspective or my perception of the show Kramer is older than everybody else in their group of friends probably like, yeah like he sh- he always came across to me like he was 10 years older than Jerry. Right. Jerry and George are the same age. And I always counted Elaine as being the younger girl that was hanging out with the older dude. Yeah. For a hundred percent. And so like, I, I think that there's a stage of like the way of, of, of the different, you know, periods of life that the characters go through too, where you're actually able to kind of identify a little bit more with each of them too, to where it's just like, Hey, Elaine like stops to, you know, in the movie theater to get some juji fruit before she goes or, or jujubes <laughs> or whatever, right, right. before she goes and visits her, her boyfriend or the guy that she's dating who got hit on the like, way to the movie theater and everything. And there's part of me like probably a couple years ago. I was like, yeah, I would have done that too. Well, you know, when in, her defense she's there waiting and and the guy the guy in the in the hospital beds just like didn't they tell you as soon as you walked in that and she's like yeah but it's like no but like when you see that scene she's there waiting yeah, yeah. so it's and like she should have just been like i mean what she did was fucked up but like she had been there waiting like they didn't tell her as soon as she walked I, in. I feel like in that situation nowadays people are less people are a lot more passive about that stuff even if they take offense from it too if somebody was like do you do, so you stopped to get some candy? It was like I'd have been like, yeah, well, I was right, right there, and I, I would have just changed the subject right away. Whereas well, why didn't this, she just be like, I had it in my purse or something, or I bought it I, when well, I walked that's, in? That's like, what I mean. It's just like there, there's an idiocy to the characters though too, where they don't immediately sure, realize yeah, that right, they can right, just right. say a couple words and get themselves out of trouble. And that's television. That's no, television. it's so easy for us to armchair quarterback every <laughs> single TV and fucking movie that has ever existed, <laughs> as if we would be like, as if we're so on our feet on our on our toes. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, you know. But but you know, one of the things that Seinfeld, you know. Well, this is going back to something we were just touching on too. One of the things that Seinfeld does really right, and I think that's why it stands the test of time, is Seinfeld, and you see it in later episodes too, like where they start to make this mistake. They're not, because they're making up movies, 
Mm. You can't set it to a certain year, even though we all know this is obviously mid to, you know, mid-ish 90s, basically. However, because they're making up these movies, they're not saying Independence Day. You know, they're saying Death Blow or something like that. They're not mentioning something that you can set to a specific moment in time. They do it in, like, the last season when Jerry's like, I got jiggy with it. Or, like, you know, like... Yeah. And and when you watch those episodes, though, those episodes don't hold up quite as well as Chinese food, like, a restaurant does, or the contests and so many of these other ones where, by the way, if you made the contest now, it'd be a totally different story, just given how much porn is out there and everything, yeah, too. Like, it's a totally different world that they were living in whenever they made no, that they episode. No, li- they literally, all they had was JFK Jr. <laughs> Elena had JFK yeah. Jr. and some woman some across, across, the, yeah, right, across right. the street no, through the window. None of them would last. That is classic, though, how Kramer just comes in and just slaps his money down. He literally <laughs> makes it no time at all. He's, no, he, it's, that's like, that's more of like, that's, he's like the everyman. In yeah, that I'm out. Sure. That's so good. It's, but, it's a great show. The, uh, the the last season it's like nails on a chalkboard for me. Yeah, I, I know. It. I don't like any of the episodes. Season season uh that's season eight, I believe. Eight, se- I mean eight has its moments. Is it season eight or is it season nine? Nine's just an abomination. It's just it's just eight, not good. Eight and nine you see them slipping in eight and then they just fall into it in season. Well you nine. see that Larry's just not as a as a Yeah. I guess and, and you know there's they're they're playing into pop culture motifs way more in season nine. Take for instance even like the Puerto Rican Day Parade episode, which I think is now pulled from TV. I don't think they air it <laughs> yeah, anymore. Right, right. But Elaine like kind of like uh gets stuck under the bleachers with all these people and they're trying they and it's almost like you know a, a great escape style movie or something like that. Mm-hmm. They're playing into like these tropes in, right, in right. season nine. Whereas when you get into like you know when you're in season five, you know, uh, you're in like the you prime know. flow of the show and it's just Seinfeld. There's nothing it's all original. What there there's no spoof, there's no satire. It's literally just commentary on the time and everything. But again, it's just like you know, you can tell they're just going through the motions. Jerry's just picking up a paycheck and it's and too broad. It, it is. I, I, it I, is season nine every time and there's some people that like swear by it and I'm, I can't get into it it's, it's tough weird. you know because like uh, a lot of shows that that happens to a lot of shows you know like I've been a big fan of It's Always Sunday in Philadelphia since it came out and I still watch it every single season that I've been said you see the moment and it happened to Simpsons it happens to, it happened no, to, yeah, to The right, Office right. They the, the characters become so ingrained in and understood by the audience that suddenly they're not it's not Steve Carell like playing Michael like like he's not organically playing Michael Scott anymore mm. he's playing the version of Michael Scott that everybody knows that yeah point. right 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 and that's kind of what they do it's just like Jerry is Jerry talking like this and yeah it's it's I don't I can't stand it but like season eight does have some like like the soup Nazi I think is season yeah. seven or eight well, it's like that one's pretty the, good the but. one character I think that holds up the most in in Seinfeld as it continues to go downhill I think it's George actually because George is so George is he's playing Larry David yeah. and, it, and, it, and it plays a lot of times still like you know you get that same essence when you're watching Curb Your Enthusiasm you know which obviously started filming two years I think after Seinfeld went off and it's still on which is crazy but like I think that George holds up really really well he does Kramer probably next you know like but Jerry you know like there's just an element of it where you could tell Jerry's just over it like he, he doesn't yeah, he, he doesn't a give bit. a shit about being on the show anymore no there just felt like there was a disconnect between like the writers and them yeah versus when it was in the early in like season one to five it was like everyone was on the same page I think I was uh, like I, it almost seems like the later episodes are written by like 
like movie writers. Well, yeah, I think it's, it, well, it's written by sitcom writers, you know, like, whereas I think that when you go in those initial, the first couple seasons, it's written by stand-up comedians who are, yeah, who right. are writing television right, right, suddenly right. too. And I think that that's, again, they've just fallen into a lot of tropes. They fall into just a lot of like familiar television territory. Seinfeld season nine, it's not altogether different from Friends really at that mm-hmm. point too, which is unfortunate because it was such a far superior show to Friends too. But that having said, it, props to them for ending the show though when they did. No, yeah, for sure. Because I mean sure. like, you know, the seeing a show that you love sputter through the motions and eventually it hurts. Some, it, it hurts deeply. Dexter, it's, it's all of them. It haven't. still hurts. I remember the moment <laughs> when I was like, Oh, The Simpsons is no longer The Simpsons that I knew. I mean, that fucking show, I feel like it went downhill like 15, 20 years it ago. It did. It did. I, I, I That's a show that's shit long. I, it's been. I was in high school still, and I remember hitting this point. And, you know, by that point, South Park had come out. Family Guy had come out, you know, so you had already these shows that had taken Inspirato from The Simpsons, and, right. you know, and it had become their own thing, had become their own entity, you know, and by that point, South Park was producing far superior satire and commentary and stuff like that. And The Simpsons was so good whenever it was like referencing the Doobie Brothers and stuff like that, yeah. you know, like there, <laughs> right, right. They were, there, they, there was, there are elements of things that I got into, ideas that I became a fan of through The Simpsons because they were things that, there were jokes for my parents at that point. Mm. And there, I remember there's a joke on the Simpsons, I can't remember exactly what the circumstances were, but they go, they were speaking to the crowd and they're like, who likes the Doobie Brothers? Cause we got one of them. And I remember my dad <laughs> laughing so hard at that, that I wanted to listen to the Doobie Brothers after that. Mm. Like their jokes about these like kind of pieces of popular culture. And dude, I put the, those old Simpsons on still to this day and the animation is horrible now when yeah, you see it. Yeah, it was rough. But, but the commentary, the writing is still top notch. It's mm-hmm. still like, and, and you know, you really see the essence of what it was. All these shows, though, they go from being really good comedy just to being wacky. Yeah, I don't like I don't like wacky. No, like I, they, I'm not into wacky. Like wa- broad. wacky is. I mean, good unless it's like Anchorman or something. But like I'm even that I'm like it's not that I dislike Anchorman, but even that's like far from my favorite comedy. Yeah, it, you know, like I, I, you see it like in certain ways, and like it, you know, like there there's certain doses of wacky. If it if it's the person that is wacky, I think it's a different story than if the show or show or movie is just being wacky. I was uh, I, I had COVID, you know, a week and a half ago, or whatever. Oh, yeah, uh, which Welcome was back. yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> Um, but, but, you know, it, it took some time off of work, chilled on the couch. You can't really enjoy anything that much because it sucks. But, yeah, right, right. But, you know, I put on The Jerk, and I watched The Jerk. Ah, and, a good one. And C. Martin is wacky. Right. Martin Short is wacky. They're wacky people. And I think that, you know, it's not to say that every single thing that Steve Martin has done is good. But there's an element where I've been able to go back and rewatch things that I thought were f- horrible that he did. Mm-hmm. And I kind of can appreciate it because I appreciate Steve Martin. Right, right, right. I, I watched, <laughs> I think it was Bringing Down the House, the one that he made with Queen Latifah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He got weird in like the mid aughts <laughs> He did so many things yeah. like that. But I Cheaper went, by the Dozen, isn't he in that one? Uh, or? I think he is, yeah. But I went back and watched it and I was like, <laughs> this movie's stupid as hell, but it's got Steve Martin in it who his, you know, and these comedians, when they manage to stay relevant, like the fact that him and Martin Short have like a, a super popular show on Hulu, which I've kind of you know, run my course with and everything. Oh, Only yeah, murders right, in the building. Right. Um, but the fact that they're able to stay relevant, the fact that they can still go on SNL and they can still kind of hold their own on mm-hmm. SNL and everything, it kind of allows me to go back to some of their crap and appreciate it a little bit differently. Because right. I remember when uh, Bringing Down the House, I, I think it was Bringing Down the House. Isn't That's him and Queen Latifah, right? Yeah, and, and Eugene right. Levy's in it and Eugene Levy you know is awesome like just he's an awesome comedian and there's a couple other like semi-famous people in it and it's stupid mm-hmm. but I can kind of watch it and appreciate it the other thing is like my wife who is seven and a half years younger than me 
grew up with some of these movies that I, when I was in college, oh, like say, yeah, I was right. like, oh, I'm not going to see that dog shit. Like, <laughs> right, I was, right. bring down the house cheaper by the dozen. I'm not going to see these things. Right. But because she watched them from a younger, like, state of mind and state of being, she didn't necessarily grow up with The Jerk, let's say, mm-hmm. or Clifford, or, you know, some of these movies. So some of the movies that she uh, identifies these comedians by and everything are ones that I blew off back in those days. Oh, yeah, right. And so right, I can kind of go back and appreciate them a little bit differently because she appreciates them on a different level than I ever would have. Mm-hmm. And it kind of allows me, A, to at least have the patience to get through it, and B, be able to see the nuggets of, of, of small nuggets of gold that actually exist in some of those movies. No, too. I mean, there, there's, when you have someone like that, there's always going to be something. Like, even if it's just one line. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, no, they got it. But I know, like, you forget that Steve Martin did get wacky, but then when you see his old SNLs, he's off his rocker oh, completely. Oh, dude, that, well, I, that's the thing I ate. <laughs> like, that was his whole, his whole comedy is just uh, is absurd. Well, they, you know what they, yeah, for 100%, the jerk is absurd. Yeah, it is. Like, it, it, is, it is really, really ridiculous, and, uh, and, and it's a brilliant movie, but you also see, like, hey, see, Barton was pretty unpolished at that point. The movie is somewhat ridiculous and, and unpolished in its own right, too. Yeah. But it's just like, but, you know, like, it, it's kind of like, you know, they're also like the first things that a lot of these people have done too, where they got famous from them right, too. Right. So, you know, if you go back and you watch Ace Ventura, you'll see a lot of elements of that where you're like, well, Jim Carrey's probably better than this now, or probably got better than that. But I do Ace Ventura. I, you know what? I watched the second one recently and I, there was like a, there was like, I love the, for the first one is like, yeah, fucking the, the white album. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. But the second one I was, I remember seeing it. It was always like, there's like a cockiness to Ace Ventura and Jim Carrey in it, but that, that it's still good, but it's like, it just doesn't have like, I mean the movie, the first one is in Miami. The second one he's in fucking Africa. I know. I know. But, it's but like, then it's like I a watched of like, it recently and he's just fucking in the zone. Yeah. Dude, like, I watched, so we watched, uh, you know, like I, it goes without saying that Robin Williams is like one of the most dynamic performers, you know, of, of the modern era and everything. We went back and we watched Jumanji recently, mm. and uh, I think I've ever seen it. Actually, uh, it's a very dude. Jumanji's a very. It, it's uh, first of all, I'm not going to say it's a great movie because it, it's it's a 1995 movie where they're trying to jam it fill with like computer generated animals before the technology was really right. there yeah, to right, do right. that. So there's a lot of stuff in it where you're like, oh, this is like kind of a crap movie. It was probably made in 1993 or something like. Uh-huh. That you know, um, but going back and seeing that though, too, it's just like, hey, it's not Robin Williams' best movie, but you know, like at a certain point, it's like, what what you have now with Robin Williams is what you got. And so you kind of got to go back similar to what, like with, you know, some of these Steve Martin movies, like we got to pick out what you like about them and just appreciate those pieces at least too, mm-hmm. because you're not getting anything else from these people, unfortunately. Right, right, right. Um, but, uh, oh, I got to watch Only Murders in the Building. Is it good? Um, so, uh, it, uh, only murders in the building is not a bad show. Mm. It falls into that kind of bracket of shows that I will watch with my wife because we can agree on the, watching it. Mm-hmm. She likes it. Right. Um, she also likes Selena Gomez, who's in it. Got it. Um, I, I have nothing against her. I'm not saying it like I, I, do, I dislike her. I, I, do, I have no taste either way. Um, I love Martin Short. I love Steve Martin. I can watch it. It's kind of a little full of itself. You know, it's a little um, it's a little high in its own supply. Well, the, the is like so it's Selena Gomez and Martin Short and Steve Martin martin like it's like they're trying to blend two different generations and yeah it's like did it have to be selena i I, I have nothing against selena gomez either but like would it be a little bit better if it was like 
Emma Stone? I don't or, or, I have no clue. Like, uh, I think I that even... there's a quality of Selena Gomez on the show that is... She's very monotone. She's one tone, you know, like she doesn't, you know, like if it's Emma Stone, you know, like she's somebody that can be vibrant and everything like that. She might, and you don't need that vibrancy when you have Martin Short in the show because that dude is like eccentricity personified. Right. Um, I, I, I think it could be a way better show than it, than it, than it is. You know, they, they they're, they're a victim of their format because like they're, Three people who are recording a true crime podcast as this crime, you know, event is actually happening in oh, their building. That's it, kind okay. of like so. There's this kind of podcast motif. I don't realize, you know, we're recording a podcast right now and <laughs> it's talking about this, but like, but there's a motif about it where it kind of it's stuck, you know, with within its format a little bit, and right, and, and right, because right. you know because of that, and because of you know, kind of there's a a cold New York. Um, Kind of like a cold, depressing New York tone to it, and and I'm not saying New York has a depressing tone, but that's yeah. kind of that's kind of the vibe, Slightly. you know. It's like you know, it's like when it starts to get cold in New York. That's mm-hmm. what the show kind of feels like. And you know, I again, I you know, when I think of Martin Short, I'm always referencing Clifford or just these movies where he is just bananas, right, right, and he can only be so bananas in this. And plus, you know, the you know they're they're getting older, you know, like so. There's a quality of it where the wackiness maybe is not going to be as appreciated the older that somebody gets right right it's no different than you go see indiana jones 5 and you see like senior citizen harrison ford trying to play indiana jones again and you're yeah. just like damn it's like this is not it like, i did i still haven't seen dial of destiny did but i was having breakfast with some friends of mine on monday and it's like did we need it i i mean we didn't need crystal skull like I, just just take the three hey. and those three left the mark on like movie history and our childhood like i hate when they fucking push it like, there there is you know i feel like those those two are just are, are so they're just gonna be forgotten there's a hundred percent and, so and, like, and i would say i would say crystal skull is better than dial of destiny too like uh-huh. like and, and i think crystal skull is one of those movies, and, and the, uh, I'm sure a lot of people would disagree with this. I go back and I watch like Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom Menace, which was oh, not a great movie <laughs> and was criticized to high heavens whenever it came out. Now there's so much bad Star Wars out that that fin- one's actually like Phantom first, Menace is yeah, right. pretty good now too. I, it's weird. I liked it when it came out. I don't know Dude, why. I you know I it I was, mean I did. I understood what was lame about it, but I was I still liked it. it I had its did, moments. I've I've gone back and rewatched that that movie many times and there's parts of me now where i'm like people are still criticizing it and i'm not saying it's not worth criticizing but there's way worse star wars out there yeah now it's just they've just uh what's the, was it jumping the shark or dude, jump the ship? like they it, just they they have put out so much bad star wars right you know and i say that having used to work for the company and you know working on the star wars brand and everything too but it's just like Every now and then they put out something that's decent, but mm-hmm. it's just like Star Wars is just part of the cash cow now. And it always no, it, was. It doesn't of, feel special anymore. No. And I'm sure some of these new ones are great. Like somebody told me that, uh, what is it, Andor? Andor is, is I thought it 
was absolutely incredible. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm sure. And I'm, I, a lot of people love the Mandalorian. Is this, this is where George meets that woman and she's afraid Jerry's going to be too funny. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so like real. It's so yeah. true. When you meet someone you really like, it's like, fuck, man, your friend is a comedian. Well, I mean, look at George too. George is like, he's lost his hair. He's like a short, stocky, fat, bald man compared to Jerry, who's like a performer and a comedian and yeah, stuff he's like fucked. that. He's got no, t- he's got, Jerry's in the, uh, George is just crushing it before Jerry comes in. Like, cause I, he's making her laugh. You know, what's unbelievable is just like, and, and maybe this was just a, a mark against me when I was probably the same age as these characters are. I'm, I'm assuming at this point, Jerry's supposed to be like what? Like I early thirties. Mo- I think it's mostly a show about these people in their thirties, except yeah. for Kramer, who's obviously older. I never, ever went out on a date and put on a jacket. Like the, they're, they're, they're wearing like button up shirts and like That's suit jackets. New York, though. Yeah. That's New York. Yeah. I New guess York it, is more, New York is way more blazer. When I think back on like how I used to go out on dates and stuff before, like long before I was married, but like, I would show places like how I am right now. Nah, where it's just too. like flip flops right. and like, you know, pair of shorts and just like not really giving a shit about it and just basically being like, Hey, this is who I am. Well, that's cause we lived near the, we lived near the yeah, beach. Yeah. I would go on v- dates with like, a pair of whatever pants and like a Patagonia fleece with like designs yeah. on it and like these flowered, these Vans flower <laughs> slip-ons I had. No wonder I fucking didn't have a, didn't have a girlfriend my whole time living in Vans. Meanwhile, George is like dating all these beautiful women somehow just because he's willing to put on like a button-up <laughs> shirt and a jacket. When I wear a blazer in LA, I, it's, um, I'm like, does I don't give a fuck really, but like, uh, it just feels odd. I don't it's even not know. It's a blazer city. It's, no, it's not. It isn't. It's, it's not. I, and, and, and I would be hard pressed to say that there's any place in California that's a blazer city though, too. I mean, just maybe San Francisco, maybe. But no, but I think maybe, that that's going to be more of like a coat or jacket situation than like a suit jacket. I think yeah, it's going right, to be more right. of like a fancy jacket. I'm not saying that people don't dress nice in LA too. Now looking back, it's like, damn, I never even thought to tuck my shirt in ever. Yeah, no, I, it's, it was, it's just that beach vibe. Yeah, when you're I by know. the beach, and I don't, I don't think nobody ever really gave a shit. Like, I never went on a date, and a girl was like, "Um, what are you wearing?" I know. You live, I know. We were, most of these dates were at like the galley. I know. And, like Shade, you're a block from the. I'm beach. like, hey, I'm, like, at, I'm at worst coach. What do you What do you expect here? <laughs> yeah. we're, we're getting hot dogs. If you rolled in there with a the blazer, she'd probably be like, "What the hell are you wearing?" More <laughs> yeah. so than like Van slip-ons. Yeah, like dude, like I. But hats off, like hats off to George though. He's he's trying his best here. But uh, another going back to Seinfeld, I can always tell and it's probably like three or four episodes i can always tell which episode at the end is dedicated to a crew member that passed away really <laughs> i can always like every time it pops up i'm like i fucking knew that that That's, was going to be dedicated do you to think like, it's just because you've seen that episode so many I mean, times probably but it oh i can usually like feel it coming yeah it's like three episodes that are dedicated to like like a, a gaffer that passed away or something. Uh, you know, I'm curious, you know, because you, Seinfeld and I haven't watched it at ad nauseum lately. When you're watching it now, do you catch like a lot of, of references or lines of dialogue in it that would not fly in this day and age? Well, literally. So again, go, going back to this, the, it, the show is on all the time. Now. Yeah. So it used to just be on like, uh, like KIPX 11, like yeah. the local news channel yeah, would always have yeah. like a block at night. Uh, but now it's on comedy central and it's on fucking Netflix too. So you can watch it whenever. Yeah. But it's on comedy central now, a all day on Saturday and Sunday. Oh, nice. And it's on from like, so what time is it? It's been on from, it's on from like three until about seven on but comedy. Dude, central, that's amazing. <laughs> which it's weird. I, see, I like it better on like your local yeah. news affiliate. Yeah. There's just some, there's a quality to it because it's like late at night and the commercials you're getting are usually like car commercials or like something that ha- like, um, 
just like basic commercials. When you're watching on Comedy Central, you're getting ads for like South Park and like yeah. Reno 911. It's weird because I don't lump Seinfeld in with those shows no, at all. No, no. So it feels odd that it's on Comedy Central. But uh, wait, what was your question? Oh, do, oh, do you, I find myself like references? Uh, no, well, do you, are there moments that take place in the show now? Because I, you know, a lot of times, like, you know, I, I was watching an episode of The Office recently and I was like, oh, none of the stuff that Michael Scott is saying would fly. Like, I'm surprised they are even still allowed to say. Oh, like edgy humor. Yeah, it's stuff that was a joke whenever they made the show, but now is like not cool. Well, I mean, Kramer gets that woman pregnant and he's bragging about it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fucked up. They're, they're literally talking about that woman whose life is like sh- real shitty. Yeah. She like joined the military. She's like been through it. Like they, they've like ruined a few of her like marriages. And yeah. then Kramer gets her pregnant. And he's like, she's late. He's like, you were screaming she's out the late. window. Like, oh, so now you're going to make her keep this baby or make her get an abortion. Like this woman's life has been off. But, but that's Kramer's character though, too. And you know, like, you know, I, there's a big difference. I think be, between a character like Kramer, who is not the main character of the show. And I would w- wager to say Kramer is the fourth main character, which is why film. he should get in Michael Richards as Kramer. But yeah, George gets and Jason Alexander is George. Oh, interesting. It's like, it's like wait a second, what? Like you know, but but the reason I bring that up is because Kramer may. I don't believe that you know Jerry, George, Elaine. They all like when I think back on the show, it's like I can't think of a particular episode. And I'm sure they exist where they say something that is offensive in today's culture. You know, whenever it was filmed and everything, Kramer might, but. If you go back and you watch like The Office, you're catching like Michael Scott saying things that are like, oh, but they're going to like axe this whole scene out of it when they syndicate this or when this continues to go through syndication. I think it took place. It seems like that kind of humor the got more in your face the further like you went into like from like the 90s into the 2000s mm-hmm. that's where they really really were just like kind of clung hard to like the gay jokes and stuff right, like right, that right, right like even like uh we went and we watched uh um a couple of Judd Apatow movies recently we watched the 40 year old virgin which has a ton of stuff where it's just like damn they would never write this in there yeah right, right. and we watched uh what's the one with jason siegel um uh, forgetting sarah marshall oh yeah you and, that and, picture and, and there's a there's a lot of like those you know movies where it's just you watch them now and forgetting sarah marshall doesn't seem like it but that came out 15 years ago mm-hmm. you know it's an old movie kind of now too and there's definitely a lot of jokes in that you know where you're kind of like oh they probably wouldn't put this joke in here but i don't think seinfeld really does stuff like that even whenever they make not really humor yeah, not really. that's centered around being gay or something like that. They acknowledged that they're like, we're not trying to judge like that. There's not anything wrong with yeah, that. Like like they, they were, they they were, were the, very like, I mean, I, and you know, like, and I know that the shows like cheers, you know, get referenced a lot for that kind of thing too, because like the cheers was one of the first ones who like had openly gay character, you know, sub characters at least, or, you know, supporting characters that would show up every now and then. But Seinfeld was really just like, kind of played it just like, Hey, these things are out there. Like this is, this is life. I think it's, I think it goes back to Jerry Seinfeld and Larry David's comedy that it's not offensive comedy. Yeah. They're not out to like hurt anybody's feelings. It was more about, uh, I think just like the, the mundane quality of day to day life, you know, like right. and just like the ridiculous things that we get attached to and everything like that. And just things that we center on just like, and, and it definitely like, again, it's why it like, it's why it holds up though too, because a lot of that shit still stands to this day too. Right. But uh, last night, that episode where Joe Devola, like Joe Devola, that was a dark episode where Elaine goes to his apartment and he, oh, he's he, got the he, pictures. He's like 30 seconds away. He's going to murder her. Yeah. If she hadn't gotten her binocular, like he, he was definitely going to kill it definitely, her. You know, like it's a really dark episode there. Seinfeld, you know, I definitely think 
you know, figured out what the heck it was around like season four, but there were still some of those little inklings of stuff. And you know, one of the weirdest episodes is one of my least favorite ones to watch now when you go back on it. And it's after Jerry and Elaine decide that they can have sex. Even though I, they're I hate friends. that episode. And then they, they have almost like a dramatic moment at the end of it. Yeah, and it's this, no, they do. it's, one of the worst moments of the entire show and they learned from it and they never repeated that. No. And and there's another episode where Jerry and Elaine go to Florida and George and Kramer are in the episode. And apparently Jason Alexander was super pissed at Larry David. Oh really? He's like, if you don't need me, like I'm out. Like, what is this? I'm not in this episode. Whoa. He was like super pissed. Wow. I didn't write it. I didn't know that. I think up until that, it's just like, yo, I'm a main character. Like why? What is this? Yeah. I think the four of us are in this show. And if if I'm not if I'm not needed here, like like later. Wow. Yeah. Good for him like, though too. Because yeah, I, mean, I get it. To be honest with you, like he's right. Like the show needs all four of those characters. Like they. And, but that episode is pretty good. Yeah. Like absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, any of the ones with Morty. And, and, uh, like I, you're hard pressed to find. You know, outside of like the season eight and nine that we were referencing, hard pressed to find a bad episode of Seinfeld. Like they're. No, they're, it's, it's tough. I mean, again, nine is is brutal. But like, if it's on, I'll still watch it. Yeah. Um. You know, back, that, to you, back to what you're saying just about, like, uh, like just it's on all the time. I do love that quality, though, whenever you, like, when you go travel somewhere else. And I remember this happened. I was we had to go to San Francisco for work, like, a month ago. And I was just, like, went back to the hotel oh, late dude. at night and turned on the TV. And it, I, don't, I, think it was like mod- <laughs> I think it was, like, Modern Family or something like that was on. And, like, I like Modern Family. It's not my favorite show. But, like, but I remember, I would, like, I saw it there. And immediately, I was like, oh, thank God. I found, like, immediately found a show to watch in the hotel room so I can just, like, lay down. And there was something just... Uh, dude, there's something just about watching ho- TV in oh, hotels. That's you know, like don't the best get me thing. started. It's the great. I mean, I made. I think I made a meme about it. That's like when you check in and you get to your room and the air conditioner's on and you untuck the sheets with your feet and then this like sign like. I want one tuck and one no tuck. It's. I think I put it to like the Vince McMahon reactions where he's. Yeah. No, it's, uh, I should probably get a movie. This is, we're really crushing Seinfeld right now, but, uh, no, it, we're watching TV in a hotel. Let's just go, let's see what's on. Ah, gr- grim. What's grim? I don't know. I, I fucking hate when Comet doesn't play a movie, but grim, let's see what we can talk about with grim. <laughs> it, it seems like it's a show. So they do outer limits, uh, Buffy X files, um, Stargate and Grimm. Wait, what are we watching right now? What's the what's the channel that we're watching? Comet. Okay. So what the, is wait? Comet's a network. Yeah. Okay. It's basically because because it's, it's basically what Sci Fi Channel used to be. Ah. Uh, like, okay. like early Sci Fi Channel. Now Sci Fi is like not that Sci Fi. Yeah. It's S Y F Y. Yeah. Um. And now it is. Uh, I feel like Sci Fi Channel is all like Ghost Hunter. We well, you know Sci Fi. Just a fun fact. Sci Fi changed that spelling schematic and everything back in 2006, and it's because they started airing when WWE bought. ECW and they did their retuned version of the brand. It was on Sci-Fi actually. Oh god! Sci-Fi. Oh. I don't know if it's still the case. Sci-Fi was owned by the same network conglomerate that owned USA Network. So, oh okay, that's, that, they were right near each other on the same channel. But dude, you know, it's almost it's funny because these things all start out that way and then they shift into like whatever they're like. We need to get away from whatever the genre was that actually got us to the game and, uh-huh. and get the hell away from it. Sci-Fi did it. Uh, the Nashville network did that. They became Spike TV at a certain oh, okay. point. Okay, now Spike TV's gone. 
Is it? I, I think so. That, yeah, everything's kind of changed. Well, because somebody comes in and buys everything. Yeah. And switches it around. No, like, I'm not going to fucking watch Grimm. What are we going to talk about with that? I might as well just stick, yeah, with, stick with Seinfeld. Seinfeld. That's, Seinfeld is proven. But yeah, now I feel like the sci-fi channel is not... It, it, it's a lot of, like, ghost hunter shows. But, or, but at the same time, that's, like, Travel Channel. Like, Travel Channel yeah. used to be, like, you know, there'd be an episode about somebody going down to, like the Caribbean and yeah. telling you about like what places to visit. Yeah. Now, now travel channels, like most haunted places in America. It's yeah. Like, Wait a second. They, they all, How is that travel? It's interesting because you know, like, well, I'm curious, all those shows, just, you know, obviously the strike is going on right now and everything. I'm curious if all those shows are just still rapidly in production at this oh, point. Oh, I'm sure. Too. Like, uh, do you ever watch Paranormal Caught on Camera? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a great show. My uh, a friend of mine, uh, she was a producer on those kinds of shows for a really long time, like a, like a field producer and everything. Uh, so she would go find like these wackos and everything. It's a great show. It's it's fucking creepy too. Yeah, uh, and I can never tell. I wonder if that's on right now. You never know. Uh, it's because uh, I love. Remember that show, Sightings. Yeah, in the '90s, that yeah. show was great, dude. All this is reminding me of that that meme, or it's like a, a like where it's just like when you don't have something to talk about on your first date, and it's just Jonathan Frakes from like uh, who played Riker from uh, Star Trek, and he's like, oh yeah, oh, have you ever right. like, yeah, have you ever seen like the I, I, I can't even think of any. Have right you ever now. carved your initials in wet cement? Yeah, like just like <laughs> right, that right. that one where it does like twenty of those in a row is so good, man. By the way, we need to talk about Burning Man. Yeah, because uh, you went. I went. Um, I went four years ago. It, it had a uh, yeah. It had a real uh, hiccup. It it it, <laughs> it got burned. It's like I so people like. You know what's so funny? It's See, like there's I, sci-fi. So the Conjuring Two, okay, which is all right. That's pretty that's sci-fi. Sci-fi-ish. Travel Channel, the Dead File, the Dead Files on Travel. Like who's weird? Like, let's just keep it. On yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, but, Burning Man took but, a hit. What's so funny about it is like there's I only know a couple of like I'm, I'm not a burner by any means. I went to Burning no, Man. No, you guys went in like it was more like a curiosity. Yeah, and you know like, the reality was is like you know my wife who was my girlfriend at the time was going, and I was, somebody was like, hey, you better go with your girlfriend to Burning Man, or she's not going to be your girlfriend anymore after you go to. If she goes to burning yeah, man about right. you which is a horrible like that's that's that looks awful on burning man uh, yeah for sure um and and i don't regret going we had a blast together um and but but definitely both of us when we left we're like we're good right 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 like, it, it seems in, like it dude because we got and you know and this is where i didn't feel for anybody by the way i just want to just say that i didn't I, I everybody who is stuck there i was just like well, you well there's been a lot him. of not a lot but the, uh, some like people that are just they they can't understand why we're sitting here like relishing in the misfortunes of these people that are stuck there it's like i think because it, it's it's so dumb yeah <laughs> and yeah. i don't think anybody can take it seriously it's they're, like they're, if you get stranded it's the same thing with fire festival it's yeah like, I don't take this seriously. First of all, that was a scam. Like, Burning Man is not a scam. But, like, it's different than people that get stuck on an airplane or get stuck, like, during, like, a hurricane. Like, it's Burning Man. If somebody gets... <laughs> it's a bunch super, of people that are out wearing platform boots in the fucking desert. If it's somebody like, gets super, super wasted and ends up in the drunk tank that night, you feel zero sympathy for them. Yeah. And there's a quality with Burning Man where... I know a lot of good people who go to Burning Man, too. I'm not trying to, like, say that they're idiots or anything like that. It is not for me because there's a part of it too where it's just like, 
it's kind of hard to have sympathy for people who had the money to go out to the yeah, desert right, and right. do drugs for a, a week and a half, right. you know, like and and party for a week and a half and just like buy these exorbitant costumes and everything. Cause the reality of the situation is that the burning man that exists right now is not the burning man that existed 15 yeah, years yeah, ago. Right, right, right. It's like, if you go to Sayulita now, you're not going, you're not like Sayulita that everybody told you about 10 years ago doesn't exist. Oh, anymore. got it. Got it. Is it like more resorty now? It's just discovered and, uh, and right. plundered, you know, like in, and it's a tourist trap now fun too i'm not i like tourist traps i like hanging out these places but with burning man there's a quality of it where it was just like i mean i know there are some people there that it probably is super unfortunate like because like there are people that are probably going there who just have only a couple nickels to rub together who are, are scraping them to get by just to get there yeah right and then all these other like rich people who are hanging out there now like which which again if you go there you'd be shocked i'm sure to see that it's not just a bunch of tents around and everything not to say there's no tents Mm -hmm. but there are rvs all over the place right right the like oh boo-hoo you gotta like camp out in your like souped up camper for a little bit longer. Right. It's just like I don't really feel that much sympathy for it. It's, it's a, one of those media sensation stories to like seventy thousand people are trapped there. It's like they're right. probably stoked to be there still though too. Right. It's like, yeah, of course. You know, like I, I'm sure there's people that made the best of it. Yeah, a hundred percent. The only problem is like when my wife and I started talking about it, we were just like. Oh, that'd be like horrible if you were so ready. Because when we got to the day that the the man burned, you know, like I, I think that happens on like Saturday or Friday or Saturday. We got to that point. We've been there for seven days. Mm-hmm. We were like, we got to get the fuck out of here as soon as possible. We got to blow off our camp. Right. We got to get out of here. Right. We were so <laughs> burnt out right. at that point and over it. And all I can think was I did feel a little bad. People was like, oh, these people are probably like, have run out of their drugs because they got to like this last day and then suddenly they're like, oh, we got to be at Burning Man for three more days. Oh, yeah. And I got to hang out with these annoying ass people who I only hang out with at Burning Man for three more days. And you're, and you're stuck there. You're stuck. Like, I mean, you I, know what's so funny is that's like, my whole thing. And uh, like, I, I just, I have noticed I, it's the stuck there. It's that yeah. you can't leave. Yeah. It's unless it, you're fucking rich and you have access to a private jet. It is, I, it, like, you know, like there, there's a quality. I just don't like it. being stuck. You, I hate it. If you were going to be stuck somewhere, you know, like there's better scenarios to be stuck and I'll, I'll paint you a picture. I remember like this probably was like 15 years ago. Now there was, um, and I only know it because I was like, I've obviously followed the pro wrestling industry for a really long time. There were a series of volcanoes that or a volcano had a series of eruptions in Iceland and mm. it disrupted all travel from Europe Got coming it. to the United States for a long time for like over a week. Mm. Um, imagine if you were in Paris and you're like, damn, I got to stay in Paris for another week. You'd be stoked. Yeah, then, yeah, right. Like, you would be so yeah. happy to be in Paris right. for an additional week. At Burning Man... It's like, more cigarettes, more, like, wine. Dude, you get wine. to eat more, yeah, get right, to explore right. more. Like, you get to act... Like, there's a... there Because there is a layer of exploration at, at Burning Man that is awesome. Mm. For about three days. Yeah, And right, then you right, kind of right. realize, just like, oh, we're, like, deep in the midst of, like... A dr- like a drug party marathon mm-hmm. that's happening right here. Right. And there's only so much you can do to enjoy that. It's funny when I was driving over today here today, I was thinking about it. And I remember Laura and I, uh, my wife and I were talking when we, and we were, we were like day five at Burning Man and we were like, we're just going to drink today. We're just going to drink. <laughs> Can you, but imagine even what you're saying right there. No, I know. That's you're what still, I don't like about it. You're still like, Hey, I'm still going to get drunk today no, though, yeah, I too. Know. Exactly. And I, and I guess there's a quality of it now where it's just like, Hey, like I'd like, if I'm going to spend $5,000, 
I'm going to go some, I'm going to go to Hawaii or Costa or something like that. I'm going to go to Paris. Or <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go somewhere, Italy or something like that. You right, know, I'm going right, to go right. have a badass trip somewhere right. where there's actually legit culture and not just like, not just having to deal with people who are fucked up. All no, the time. I know that's my thing. So that's the problem. That that was my response. And I, I didn't even respond to. I I was responding to people sitting on my couch talking it out to myself that I saw online, just not understanding why anyone was taking the piss out of it. It's like it's fuck. It's burning, man. Yeah, it, I, I no one takes it seriously. And there's that. It's the, it's the same thing with the people. Nobody having much sympathy for the people that died on the Titanic yeah. submarine because it's like, they, oh, like why do I care about these millionaire billionaires who they, died? The, the bur- I think everybody thinks it's Burning Man is just a bunch of rich people. It, well, I mean, so there's that. The, the reality and and probably you know, it, it, I, I would love to know. I would love to actually glean some information, some data, like hard data on Burning Man of like who's actually going to this now too. Because mm-hmm. I do suspect that there are a lot of like older burners who still are doing it, who have always probably. done it. And there's probably a lot of young people who have heard about this thing who are going to it, who are probably going to it for a totally different reason well, than the social older people media. did. And then you have the middle ground, which are the, all the people who have the money to spend to go there actually. Right, too. right, right. And I think there's a quality of that kind of privilege where it's like hey, I'm sorry I'm not gonna feel I don't get yeah I don't care first of all it's like you got stuck you got stuck in like in a rainstorm it's not like there was a like a it's not like the the earth there was a there was a volcano underground and yeah. it blew up and everyone died it's yeah like, you got stuck in the mud yeah it's not like that and, and it's just another it was just another thing that people that think Burning Man's stupid could just pile <laughs> on like, you know what, what was <laughs> what was very interesting though is like there's a like a, and I think Diplo posted the photo or video of him and Chris Rock in the back of somebody's oh, yeah, truck right, leaving right. Burning Man and there's part of me was like was Chris, Chris Rock doing a set out there or was he just at Burning no, Man no it's, it's like Chris Rock why are you at Burning Man yeah like, why are you there like I mean and there's a part of it where it's just like Dude, just like maybe that slap really like made him reconsider things or something. Like he's yeah, just like man, I gotta, I gotta go to Burning Man. It, it's yeah, it was, I was, I, it was so strange to see him there. I didn't really realize celebrities don't usually go. Like, yeah. celebrities go to Coachella. I think you, there's quality. They go. I feel I, I miss when celebrities just went to like the U.S. Open. They, yeah. Like now they're like Nick games, and it's like what Chris Rock's at Burning Man. I, I, you know, like I. Uh, no, you know what? Like Burning Man and Sialudis has become season nine of Seinfeld. They have, they have, dude. Or it's just like, come on, can we just end this already? With That's Burning Man, especially, become. these people are like. You gotta take care of the land. Don't leave. like you know the phrase is moop. You're not supposed to leave moop anywhere. Moop mm. is just what, any material that you brought there to the playa. Okay. Um, and moop can be anything from trash to piss to whatever. You're not supposed to pee in the playa. You're supposed to pee only in the porta potties. And there's a quality of it where it's like. Hey, if you guys really care that much about this land, maybe give this land a break for a couple of years, or plan to have Burning Man somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, because what when everything clears out, what like that's, what, ha- what, that's ha- what I don't get is like. So you're telling me that you're able to clean all of, like because they build huge structures there that they burn to the ground, yeah, right? And you're telling me that you're able to get all the ash out of the ground and stuff like that. They like, there's oh, just yeah. qualities of it where it's just like, Hey, I get it. You want to come out here and party and everything, but don't try and play this. Like it's something bigger than it actually is. Who's making money on it? Like who runs it? Who do you pay? I don't know. Like, no, it's not like a live nation. I'm thing. starting to think that burning man might be like something like MITT where it's like kind of like a, you know, like a pyramid scheme of some kind. Yeah. It's weird. Cause like, I, I'm like, who's the, who's, who's the, the 
Who's the I've, fucking like uh, Bob Iger? I, of I don't know who is getting the tickets, all the money because the tickets are expensive to go to Burning Man. Yeah, it, for it's sure. like it's like five hundred dollars, I think, for, for a ticket if you happen to get one through like the lottery and everything. Then if you're buying them, you know, secondhand through like Craigslist or through another sales service, they'd sell those tickets for like two thousand bucks. Like there was part of me every single the year that's just been like, hey, you should just like try and get in the lottery and then just jack up the price of that Burning Man ticket because somebody will get is it. Somebody at a gate scanning your ticket. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for okay. sure. They're, they're, like a scanner made out of you know like, it's kind of like driving into like a stadium parking or something oh, like right. that where there's multiple people kind of or like you know parking at like Disneyland or something like that where there's multiple it's not as high tech and everything and and I I'd be curious to understand who are the people who are working at Burning Man too yeah and what is that company I, I have no Man clue. Incorporated I have what? no clue eventually there's going to be some kind of you know like a documentary that comes out about it and everything and I'm sure that you'll probably see the darker side of it and, and, and like, I don't know if you've ever watched that uh if you've seen that documentary series that was about woodstock 99 oh yeah um but the the guy who did the original woodstock did that too oh. and you just see right. through the course of that you just realize like oh this guy just got old and rich and corrupted yeah no that dude he's like he's he's really there's something eerie about him in that documentary yeah. it's like he's so checked out so checked out. It's almost like he doesn't even really. Like he's got those short shorts yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. He, he's just checked out. The other dude that is kind of like probably telling him what to do. Yeah. Well, the, and then that like, guy died recently. The, they, the old dude. But uh, they. But dude, like I mean, it's not like. Woodstock 99 was never going to be like, again, it's like you're trying to do something. It's like dial of destiny. You can't go yeah. back and remake know, Indiana I, Jones. It's it, like, I, the, the reboots and the remakes, they, they got to just do stop. something new. I like, know they got to stop. And or or just like, I mean, because obviously Coachella was new at one point, and, right? And it, no, and it was just music. Yeah, and it's just like and and like, but create something new. People are willing to embrace something new. It's Particularly true. Like in you know, like and I, I will definitely say I'm out of touch with like the Gen Z audience. Mm-hmm. Um, although we bake them into like every single pitch we ever do now at this point, we're yeah, like, oh, right, we're gonna right. really tap into that Gen Z audience out right. there. You know, like they're so creative. Um, but like you know, like I, I do think that there's an element. It's like they're probably gonna have stuff, and maybe that's like what Taylor Swift is now, and some of these other things that have become a little bit bigger. Oh, you know, for sure, m- much bigger events than I would have suspected. I had no clue that Taylor Swift was as big as she is actually until like this last tour happened and everything. I don't really care about her or music or anything. Yeah, I don't either. But definitely impressed that she packed out SoFi Stadium like six and times in a row. And it's not just Gen Z. It's like every gen almost. Yeah, yeah. I, like, feel, I feel like there's like parents that are taking their kids that are just like, this is the best concert I've ever seen. It's almost like it almost People made me... People probably were really at the first Woodstock. Yeah. It's kind of made me feel bad for Beyonce with how big like Taylor Swift has gotten actually. And right, I realized right. that probably is a ridiculous thing to say. But I was been like, man, I must really bite to be like you know it must be like a very biting thing to be Beyonce or yeah, somebody because Beyonce is like this larger than life person Taylor Swift isn't she's just this girl that looks like she there's nothing like in- interesting yeah, about her she yeah just, she's fairly I mean she's really pretty yeah but she's She's like an ordinary. Milk like I think Gail Cunningham in this episode of Seinfeld's more attractive. <laughs> t- she's so hot. Yeah, she this is. was one of the first episodes I ever saw actually. Um but no, there's like when I look at pictures of Taylor Swift, I'm like, it's crazy that she's this like larger than life, but she just looks like a rich Connecticut girl. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, like, Which is what I think she is, or where I don't even know where she's it, from. There's but. a quality of it where it's just like I, hey, all the power to everybody else. Like if you're enjoying it, like I'm not hey, gonna yeah, stand in the yeah, way of it. Sure. But it's like I don't get it, and I don't care to get it either. No, and and it's it's not. I don't know that it's so much 
this younger generation because I remember I first saw a Taylor Swift. The first time I ever heard her was like 2007. Yeah, actually, she was like a country singer. Yeah, I wish she had just stayed that because it su- it suited her well. Yeah, it did. And she turned into this like like crazy eyeshadow and like like silver. I don't, I, I don't know when it happened, but like there was a period of time, and I remember I was actually at the Whaler. I remember in in Venice with uh, John Gordy and Annie and a couple other people. Just, you know, old friends of ours. And, like, I remember we were upstairs in the Whaler and Taylor Swift's music started playing. And I remember several people there were very into it. Mm. And I remember just thinking, like, who the hell is this, actually? I, I, like, I, I knew who she was, but that was kind of the first moment where I was like, people are digging something about her and I have no clue what it is. Yeah, I can't really put my finger on it. I mean, I, I guess some of her songs are, like, catchy. I'm, it's not that the music's shitty. I just, I don't, like, listen to it. And I'm I'm tired of people, like, telling me that I need to. I'm no, like, no. And then I tried to. I'm like, what, what's, there's no need. You, you need to listen to Steely Dan. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you need to listen to Fleetwood Mac. Absolutely. Or, <laughs> these are these are important things. Dude. Like, what are we talking by about? The way, by the way, the other day, uh, uh, I love seeing, like, I follow both Pink Floyd and Roger Waters on Instagram. <laughs> and they're always taking subtle digs at each other. Oh, I'm sure. And the other day, Pink Floyd posted was like, wishing a happy 80th birthday to one of our former, like to to somebody who is important in Pink Floyd, Roger Waters. And it was that was it. That was all they said. And they're like, damn, they're really throwing shade. They're calling him 80. And then they're just like, somebody who is important to the band at one point. Well, do they, are they trying to distance? Aren't his politics just crazy? His poli- are they trying to but distance he also, themselves from He him? also did a re-recording of Dark Side of the Moon, too. Uh, uh, recently, I don't know what the legalities are of how they do all that and everything, but it ultimately it's like, hey, I don't need to see freaking Dial of Destiny, Roger Waters, like, yeah, you know, I don't need to hear him re-recording a bunch of songs that he didn't actually sing on the original albums too. Yeah, why would why why would you ever re-record? It's like talking about like remaking. Why would you re-record I, Dark Side of the Moon? It's like it's flawless. It, it's it's a, you know on, on on a similar note too. Dude, I went back and I re- I've re-listened to The Wall many times. I did times. that a few weeks ago on uh, my drive home from Laguna Beach. And I found myself thinking this thought. The second album of The Wall is the superior, or the second CD or the second album of it, mm. I think is the superior album of the two. Well, you got Comfortably Numb on there. Comfortably Numb's on it. Yeah, you young got Vera. Lust. You have like Run Like Hell. The only but problem is the last four songs are like, are, are like it, it's just like marching it's, sounds. Yeah, it's, it, it's a lot of sound effects and everything. <laughs> right, it right. is ultimately the culmination of the whole album. You know, and there, there were times when I was getting into the, pretty much like the end of my time at Disney where I was like listening to that and, um, and animals a lot, both mm. of which are basically oh, like, man. hey, you're just wasting your life if you give it to the man. It's basically what those songs are about or right. what those albums are about. And I found myself feeling so freaking depressed. Like I was like, I got to stop listening to animals this is not helping my morale yeah work. well there's a literally a lyric called uh you just a old man dying of cancer yeah, alone. all alone and dying of <laughs> cancer like, Jesus, it's just like animals is it, it's a very interesting album oh, actually yeah. it's and, and you know it also kind of goes into that territory of of it, it you could see kind of where they made the transition from wish you were here and how they got to the wall is through animals. Like they, mm. it, it's very, it's that darkness. Cause wish you were here gets very dark too. At certain moments. I mean, wish you were here is a really sad song. Yeah. It's a great song. And, and the majority of the album, like, I mean, dude, I, I remember one time uh, I was listening to welcome to the machine 
as I was like starting to like trip on mushrooms and I was out in public and I remember like it, it terrified me at the moment. I had to go for, I had to leave the bar that I was at and go for a walk. Cause I was right, just right. like, I'm so depressed and, and <laughs> right, freaked right, out right. by this right now there. I mean, dark side is like, even though it's called dark side of the dark side is in the phrase, it's actually like the, one of the lighter albums that they ever made. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're just like, yeah, those, they start singing about money and you're like, Oh, there we go. I like yeah, money. It's like <laughs> us and them, you know, like it's right. just like, it's, it, it, but then you get into like, you know, the wall and it's just like, this is like the dark recesses of Roger Waters mind and his, right. what, how he views his life. Well, I mean, com- uh, there's, there's a lot of YouTube videos of people listening to comfortably numb for the first time. And, and oddly it's mostly black people. Yeah. There's videos of a lot of them listening to comfortably numb. Interesting. And they're like, they start crying. Yeah. Cause I mean, it, I mean the lyrics are, I mean, cause, cause the song's about like a kid who was just like, I mean, comfortably numb. He's obviously dealing with like depression yeah. or like loneliness yeah. and isolation or what, whatever. And it's like some of these, some of these people that listen to the song are just like, as soon as it, the, the lyrics start, they're just like they're bawling. Well, dude, the the whole it's, I mean, it's a heavy song. The whole of the wall is is about abandonment. You know, right, it, right. it's about the feeling and the in the the after effect of abandonment because it's about like Roger Waters' dad being killed in the war and just mm. like not having anything and feeling abandoned in life, feeling abandoned by like his industry, by his bandmates, by by so many things, by himself. And I think that uh, that feeling of abandonment probably like I'm sure there are demographics of people when they hear it for the first time identify with it too. And it, well, according to Instagram, Pink Floyd's still fucking sticking it to him. They're still like <laughs> abandoning him a little bit. <laughs> It never ends. He's still behind that wall. Dude, they, it's so funny because everybody's always like, man, how cool would it be if they ever got back together and did yeah. a tour? It's like, yeah, probably not that cool. I kind of prefer it this way, though, yeah, too. I, I don't need the whole, like, it's the same thing with, like, the Grateful Dead and, like, Dead & Co. They finally ended. It's like, yeah, guys, like, like, I mean, keep doing your side things. Like, whatever. Like, I get it. But, the, like, I went up to see the, like, what were, like, the 50th anniversary Grateful Dead shows where it was all of them. Yeah. And Trey from Fish sitting in. And it was, like, a real experience it was at fucking levi stadium it was oh, a big cool. football stadium and then and then you're just like oh like we did it it was kind of the end of like a chapter yeah and then like two months later you see on like instagram like john mayer joins bob weir to yeah. do dead and i'm like wait i thought this was over yeah like what the fuck like and I, I know a lot of people loved it but i was like i i did this yeah i, I turned to the page it, it, there becomes a moment with it where it's like hey i'm not gonna pay top dollar to go see you in a stadium anymore i want to see you at like a county fair or something like that you know <laughs> well, like they, they're just old yeah they're yeah. old and I, I like i'm just like no nah, i'm not that into it uh i'm not into going and seeing these old timers yeah like i mean even like when, we, when i mean steely could make it work because steely dan their mu- it's different like their music is so chill and, and soft and their music is also rooted in the fact that it's a multi you know uh multi-musician instrumental music though too mm-hmm. where it's like there is a lot going on so there has to be a lot of people on stage it's it's an right, ensemble right, right. event even though fagin and, and you know becker may god rest his soul like you know like they they were the core of the band and everything too fagin is to me is the voice of steely dan yeah for sure like it's just like when the voice is gone like it's kind of like that's where they enter county fair territory where it's just right, like right, you right. can't really you, you don't want to go pay you i don't want to go to a stadium show to see leonard skinnerd but i'll damn sure go enjoy them at the oc fair or something yeah like that, right, right. Know, and the they, fair while you're like while you're like throwing a ball at some like uh some tin cans at a game Dude, or we, something or like playing a ring toss we saw uh this is probably like a year year and change ago uh the band war 
played mm. in, in Venice. And I've seen War perform. I love War. Mo- oh, dude, I love War so much. We used They're to see underrated. Them, we used to see them at the, at the Mid-State Fair in Paso Robles like every single year for like the fair. They would always play on the free stage. And so I probably saw, and I don't think it was the entire band. I think Eric Burden was one of the main people there uh, who hasn't been a part of the band in a really long time and was like one of the big songwriters. So now when you see War, they can't play all their songs because of like the, the lawsuit. And oh, everything. okay. So when we saw them in Venice, we were like, spill the wine. <laughs> and he was like, the guy singing was just like, man, I can't play that oh, song. Like, see, no, just, just fucking hang it up. Kind of, I, I don't know. know. I know. I, I'm not into the going to see the old, but it's like uh, going to, and I'm sure Paul McCartney puts on a great concert, but I don't know that this going to see the older, like I remember uh, super random. I went on a date one time. Have you ever been to the Catalina jazz club up on, uh, it's either Sunset or Hollywood Boulevard. No, no. It's a jazz club, but it's in this like office building. Yeah. So you could, you have no clue that it's there. It's yeah. really, really random. But then you walk in and it feel you feel like you're at like a Knights of Columbus like hall or something. Oh, cool. It's super random. And we, we saw the average white band. Okay. And I mean, it was fun. It was, it was, it was all right. It was like below average. Yeah. Actually. Um, I don't know. Sometimes when you go see the older acts, I know that there's this like, I got to see them before they die. Yeah. Like, I get it. But it just actually, you know what? The only band that really had it was Tom Petty. Yeah. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. They, they had it. Yeah. Like, we saw them in 2017. It was like and right before he kicked it, right? Uh, a little like maybe yeah, like two or three years before, and I mean they actually did rock it. Yeah, no, like I, like I, I, I get it. Like I get the whole wanting to see these people before they I, die. But I do too, but it's but ultimately like but when I see that it's announced, I'm like I've never seen the Rolling Stones. I don't have much desire to. No, no, I just don't. Like I, I just don't. It's you know like I, I don't know. And, I, and I admittedly am not a big Rolling Stones fan either. So like it probably wouldn't be something I'd pursue if they were doing like one of those old cella like events or something mm-hmm. like that. You know where it was like you got Waters there and you got like the who or something like that i'd probably be more into doing that because at least you know you can just go there with people and party and like totally yeah have a good time for sure seeing them somebody at like a at a venue like even at sofi there's an element of going to sofi stadium where i don't i i awesome when you're there horrible when you're getting there or you oh i mean i've i'm a i go to chargers games it's a fucking pain Dude, it's ass. such a shit show we, we went to yeah. wrestlemania this past year and it was it was tough man it was like yeah, it was it's like not getting, getting out of there. there like you know like just and then we saw a year ago we went there and we saw red hot chili peppers and beck play there and it was great but again and you know the only thing that made it actually palatable is when we did that we went with like 12 people and we rented a limo to go there and to mm. go back too which was great well i mean you don't have to we've had good times Dude, absolutely <laughs> man like i don't I, I don't know why we don't spend more time in limos i agree actually. i've never i i, I want to like like if I had like a bunch of money, uh, I would fucking hire a limo driver. Absolutely, <laughs> take me ever. They're so fun. They're dude. They're they they never get old. Like there's always ever. something because you spend so little time in limos. Is, no, is you the feel truth. so it's an ego boost. Yeah, you. It's just this big car you're in. Even especially like when it's an older limo too, and it's kind of a piece of shit. Oh, and you're man, just like oh, I'm gonna put my feet up on the upholstery. I don't even care. I just I never want to. You I never want to leave it. Yeah, ever. I want to like live in a limo. The only problem with the limo is that there's nowhere to piss, and so. 
like no, at a certain point, you're just kind of like it got me. It got some friend, my friends and I in trouble. Well, no, this guy was claiming that we pissed in a limo and we didn't. Yeah, I don't know what he was after. I think he was just trying to get money out of us, dude. When we, uh, when we for when we got married last year, we got like a shuttle service that was going back and forth from like the venue to our hotel, and somebody threw up on, in there, and I had uh, to like, and it was a weird Russian dude, of course, who was operating it, and he showed me where it was, and somebody had already cleaned it up. It was the type of thing where it's like this guy's just like roosting me for money right now. I ended up just giving him 200 bucks. It was like, don't bring this up with anybody. Yeah, just get it to, just get it to go Dude, away. weird Russian people, man. Like, I had the same thing happen. I threw my buddy's bachelor party at a VRBO in Las Vegas, and this guy that owned the place was super weird. He had noise detectors up all over the house and everything. He was like, just, he sold the house as something that wasn't, and basically he was like, kind of spying on us the entire time, like at first, uh-huh. until we found where the Wi-Fi was, so we just unplugged the Wi-Fi, so he did none of his shit worked, and uh-huh. then he started hitting me up through VRBO, and he was like, guys, the Wi-Fi is not working. What's going on? And I just said, messaged him back, and I was like, we're typically the ones who should be saying that to you in this scenario. Yeah, really. Like, it was so weird, man. And then he was, gets... he was waiting there the second that we were supposed to check out. He was there at the front door. It was, like, all confrontational and stuff. It was super yeah, weird. Yeah, I, I feel like VRBO... I feel like VRBO and Airbnb are kind of having, like, a... They're still gonna... They, they have staying power because they're both incredible yeah. ideas, but... Man, I, th- I wonder if people are just like, I kind of like hotels better. Dude, I will definitely <laughs> say, and you know, we, we have a vacation rental in Big Bear, you know, that we that gets rented out through, yeah, like, right. through all these services. And I think, it, it, think it depends on the area. But dude, if you're in Las Vegas, it's like, no, dog, like stay, even stay at just a cheap resort with all your buddies and everything like that. You're going to have a way better time. Kind of. I mean, there is this desire to like all be together, but, at the, but the older you get, you know, the, 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 the more you get, when you hit 40 and you get into 40, it's just like, uh, you kind of like your own space. Yeah, this whole, unless, unless we're in a fucking like mega mansion where you have like your own wing. Yeah, of, I know. <laughs> Dude, because there was like, a moment. When you're in a house with like eight to ten like guys, it's just like, man, I'm, I'm past this. Where do, you, where do you even sit? You know, like it gets to a certain point with that where it's just like. Hey, I want to like, I feel like hell. I want to lay down. I remember at this point, especially if you want to go to bed early, dude, that's, uh, and uh, yeah, that's, (laughs) that's an impossibility at a certain point. No, I know. I, I I think it's just, you're dealing with, I mean, you're in somebody else's home. Yeah. You're good. It's something's when when something does happen, you got to deal with the homeowner. Dude, even when you, when something happens at a hotel, even though like we, so like we, you kind of complain about like when you're in an Airbnb and maybe sometimes the person who lives there could either come there or they're yeah. staying, they have like a wing or like a basement yeah. where they are. When you're in a hotel, you have like, a, a, like you, you have the restaurant people that are there, the front desk people are there, yeah. the, the housekeepers are there, but like they, they feel so removed from you because you're in like they don't own safe the place. haven of your, they don't, yeah, exactly, they don't, they right. don't own the place. They have, they, <laughs> right, they don't right. give a shit. Right, exactly, and that that and and ultimately, I think that that's you know when we when we travel places, we almost always stay in hotels, strictly hotels, because I also like the hotel bar. Oh, uh, it's it, ever the whole experience is great. The amenities, and typically, if you're staying in a hotel, we stayed at uh, we went to Waikiki for our um, our anniversary like a couple months ago, and uh, dude, we stayed in the Royal Hawaiian. It's like one of the more one of the famous hotels down there, right on the beach and everything. Mm-hmm. It's pink. It's, it was awesome, but it was right in the heart of Waikiki and Waikiki is super touristy uh-huh. but that's why we went there though too we didn't go there to be re- if, we all, if we wanted to go stay somewhere in Hawaii that was remote I wouldn't go stay in Waikiki right I would go to like Molokai or something uh-huh. like that you know and and what I like now though too is like hey I want to be able to like 
walk right out from the hotel and find a dozen restaurants or something like right, that. Right, like, right. I like that convenience about it. I also like having clean towels and having uh, somebody make my bed. For, and then having a Seinfeld episode come on. It, 100%, <laughs> dude. It's, like, that's, that's I, what it's all about. Well, I, was, uh, I was in Del Mar uh, two or three weeks ago with some friends, and, and uh, our good friend John Gordy was part of the group. Nice. And him and I shared a hotel room because he had, like, Marriott points, so yeah. the hotels were free. Oh, wow. Um, and we were just talking about, like, how great, like, especially a Marriott. Like a fucking like a clean Marriott mm. that and the, the air conditioning is perfect, and like I think I feel like people like maybe Airbnbs make it like they make a trip feel more special because you're staying at somebody's home yeah. in the city, yeah. So you feel like you're part of the city, but like, but do those people understand how great hotels? Dude, are? I just like I <laughs> that's I, like feels special to me. And we were just talking about just how great hotels are. Like there, they're just they're great. There's also something nice, <laughs> and I don't like, ever want to let go of it, dude. I I would. <laughs> You know, when we went to Paris a couple of years ago, we stayed in an Airbnb and they, dude, again, like these Airbnbs and like the places that are inconvenient, they, they sometimes will portray via the pictures, like the, the location, the space of the location in a way that is not accurate whatsoever. Mm. And this place that we stayed in Paris was so tiny and they had like a towel warmer dryer type thing that barely works so we had like damp towels the entire time and that that was the last time I think you know and we've stayed at a couple Airbnbs since then but the thing that always gets us is like these fucking towels are so gross at this point like and like I don't want to I don't want to be here anymore (laughs) no and like what think about like somebody's think about like your home like you designed your home the way you want it to look yeah the way you want it to feel and smell and everything when you go to somebody else's home and stay in it, you're like, man, I would never like, I would never like live in something yeah. like this. So why hotels just, it's, they're so like, it just appeals to every, like it has everything. That I, you never, I never, I never ever. Totally. So, so we have our house up in big bear and it gets rented out all the time. It's rent. It's, it, we've had an amazing summer. Like we've been blown away by how many rentals we've gotten on it. We went up and we stayed there for my wife's birthday recently. Um, and, the, it, and hey, this is our house. We own it. It's like, mm. We love it. But there was a part of me as I was sleeping in our in our bed in, in the in the main bedroom. Where I was like, oh, so many weirdos have slept in this bed since the last time I slept. Sort in of, it. yeah. And <laughs> you, but you right, never, right, right. I dude, I never think that when I was staying in a hotel. No, I'm like, well, whatever. Like they they changed the sheets. That's good enough for me. You know, it's like, I think it's just a well. I mean, I, didn't, I mean, I, I worked at a hotel in, in uh, Turkey. Uh, which is so random, but uh, I, they have like the real deal, like laundry. But those laundry machines are like they could get anything out. Oh, they're absolutely. so big and like Dude, you can feel industrial. the heat coming off. They're industrial, they are industrial like, yeah. They, you know, like what, it'd be interesting if they like because I I think about this sometimes. Like you know, at our house in Big Bear, I was just like, oh, I wonder how many people like. I've had sex in my bed, like yeah, for sure. And and, and it's it, it's a real question, and that would be a really. I, I know there's no way to tally this without a huge invasion of privacy, but that'd be awesome if you're staying in a hotel and be like, I want to stay in the room where people get laid the most often, like. Yeah, well, I mean, I, for all you know, you've you've been in a hotel room where someone got murdered. You I don't know, know. Yeah. or like someone, something, something even like more sinister. People, yeah, like but I mean, you, I don't know, like what sage they have, but somehow they get rid of dude, them. Dude, it's just like they're, you know, I I don't I don't know what it is either, and it's just it's it's the bleach, it's like the something, the uh, ammonia, it, whatever the fuck it is, and you know, like and hats off because like, those people, obviously, you know, like people who clean hotels do a damn good job usually too, especially if you're staying in a you know a semi nice place mm-hmm. too, like it's very 
very rare when you stay in a semi nice, even and I say even just semi nice that you find yeah, like any quality in like yeah, <laughs> like a roadway. No, like a, like but where you stay there and you're like, oh, this room is not as clean as I'd like. Well, you know what? I've been like when especially when you drive across country, you experience this. Like it, like if you if you stay in a city, you're gonna have endless options. But if you if you if you stop off for the night at like some like, small podunk like, town in like Nebraska, yeah, like Tucumcari, New and Mexico, there, there's like two options, yeah, and you're staying in a room that's like that you walk out to the parking lot, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's sketchy. But even the and even when you walk in, it's like ah, there's like a smell and like that couch is like there's like it's like the bed has like springs or something. Dude, there are, we, I still, I'm still just like. I'm still so fucking comfortable. The, we oddly they pull it off. I don't know. They I just fucking love hotels. We were flying. Them. This is like two years ago, I think, and we were flying to um, uh, Cincinnati uh, for my uh, brother and sister in law's like baby shower or something. And um, and we, so we had to, we had a to get there. It, we had a stop. It was like a it was you know not a non stop. We had one stop, and it was in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And our flight was late. Missed our connecting flight, had to stay in like this flea bitten ashtray <laughs> Detroit airport adjacent hotel mm-hmm. that we had to stay at because right. that's what they gave us and everything. And we got there super duper late, like where everything around it was shutting down. They don't sell booze and gas stations there. So I remember, I re- and so I go in there and like, uh, you know, my wife and, and her cousin, they're in line, you know, to, cause like she was like, oh, our room smells like cigarettes. I'm going to see if we can get a different yeah, room. And right. immediately I was just like, there's not going to be a single room in this place that doesn't smell like this. So I immediately just started brewing coffee in the room and yeah, I opened up the idea. window and she came back. She's like, why are you brewing coffee? I was like, cause like th- the only way we we're going to be able to deal with this is to deflect the scent with another scent right, actually right. too. And the other thing I did is like the bar was closing in three minutes and I just ran to the hotel bar and I purchased three bottles of wine from them. And I was just <laughs> like, all right, I got to get through this. Dude, it was a nightmare. It was like definitely one of those hotel experiences it was like, well, this is why you pay a little bit extra for your hotel. No, I mean, the, no, it's true. There, I like. I sort of take back what I what I said because there are like definitely like murdery hotels. Yeah, like not not hotels, motels. Yeah, it's that motel. We, um, but uh, so no, like you, you can have bad experiences for sure. But uh, if it was just me, it, it, like I I I'm fine with it for a night. You know, like mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to stay at some flea bag motel for you know several nights. I don't want that to be what my vacation is, for instance. But if it's just one night, I'll deal with it. Mm-hmm. My wife, on the other hand, is like hard pass. Like yeah, I get it. And I've kind of like gone from that transition where it's like oh, okay, I'm looking at hotels that are 150 bucks a night, just to be like just look for the 300 dollar night hotel. <laughs> just like you're gonna get it. Anyways. Yeah, and it's like you're not breaking the bank. It's it's ultimately like what's the value of your time? You know, like that's always the equation. I think that you look at as you get older where you're just kind of like, well, I know, you know, like, and, and, and uh, as a reference, like when I was growing up, my dad, uh, used to drive such an absurdly long way to take us to the airport. Like when we'd go fly somewhere mm-hmm. because it was a little cheaper than flying out of San Luis Obispo, for instance, it would be uh, like right. $50 cheaper a ticket. And he'd be like, well, I'm not doing that. We'll just drive up to San Jose. The drive to San Jose took like four hours there, well, four hours wow, back. Really? That is, and then shit. he would do the same thing when he'd pick us up. Like when we'd go to see my mom after they got divorced and everything. And then he, so I looked at it and I was like, you saved a hundred dollars, but you spent 16 hours total on the road. 
It's like, what were you doing? Like, and it was one of those things where it's just like, you kind of realize like, uh, and my dad is just, wasn't that smart. Like he wow. just didn't, he didn't understand or didn't like that money. Yeah. That's a hike. That, it, it, dude. And, it, and it's that weird when you grow, it's what happens. I think when people grow up poor, a lot of times it's like, they're so obsessed with saving every single cent. Yeah. Right. That the right. value of their time, they don't actually consider that until they get considerably older. They find themselves in a better financial situation. Uh-huh. But I remember like that, that's always stuck with me where it's like, no, I'd rather spend $300 at this hotel, make sure that we're comfortable there and that we're having a good time compared to me saving $150 and basically taking it on the chin every single second that we're there. Well, I mean, I, I'm actually, uh, like if I could, if there was a way to drive to Hawaii, I would fucking drive. Like, oh, I dude. Just, it's not a fear of flying. I just, I hate dealing with everything. Yeah. And I, I genuinely love driving. Like I, like driving cross country, like yeah, it's long, but I'm just like fuck yeah, yeah. Like if there's any way to drive, like if I like missed my flight, like there was a time where I missed my flight from uh, from I was at a wedding in Virginia and I I missed my flight. I forget why, um, or I, I think I I just misread when the flight was. I thought it was at like ten, but it was actually at like eight, and I yeah. completely missed it. But I was I was almost. Like I, I would totally rent a car right now. Yeah. Go to a Barnes and Noble, get like ten CDs yeah. that I've definitely listened to before, and fucking put them in and just like just drive back to it. New York because I just I love driving. And yeah. It's just like oh, that, I, like I look at it not so much as like a fuck I missed my flight. I look at it more as like a oh now I don't have to deal with an airport. Yeah. Like, I will drive to Vegas over fly any day. We unless I like have to be there. Like we need you here immediately. That's a different story. We I remember, but couple, I'm like like if they if they put a tunnel underneath the ocean to drive to Japan. Yeah. I'm like let's fucking go long, get Pink Floyd the wall. Yeah. It'd be a long drive. Yeah. And there was obviously Dude, you're gonna need more than the wall. You're gonna need like Uma Guma. <laughs> You're going to need like saucer full of secrets. Basically every album that's ever existed. Yeah, you're going to have to deal with a lot of Sid Barrett on that <laughs> drive. Like I just, it's airports are so fucking annoying. You know, so, so annoying. we, so we have gotten to this point now, like, cause we have like the Amex platinum card, which gets you like lounge access in almost every single airport. Mm. And I've gotten now so spoiled cause I'm just like, well, we're just going to go to the lounge and I'm going to get drunk before, before the flight, you know? And totally. And you know, like, I mean, I proposed to my wife in the Delta sky lounge, like, ah, you know, like, I, don't I think like, I knew that. Yeah. Like I, it was just because I kind of hit this point. And so we got so, we were gotten so spoiled with the lounge experience. Cause I'm the same way where it's just like, dude, the last thing you want to deal with is dealing with the bullshit right. around the gate and the, the, bottom feeders who right. are flying that for, on every airline. Well, no, that's why things like clear and uh, TSA pre are yeah. just like, I don't care. It could be $10,000. Fucking get it. Yeah. Dude, the <laughs> downside of the lounge, it, by the way, is that th- you meet some of the best characters at the airport bars mm-hmm. and you don't meet those people in the lounge. People in the lounge stay to themselves. And it's the one thing I kind of miss about like my lone wolf days of, of traveling in particular is I would just go to airport bars and dude, I would drop 150 bucks at the airport bar. No problem. Like right. it just like that was part of the experience for mm-hmm. me. And I met all sorts of weirdos there that ended up being on my flights and ended up getting too drunk and just let it like, just, just like, but had a blast doing it. And when we were traveling the last time we were like, I kind of miss actually the organic, you know, conversations no, yeah, that I used right. to have and everything. Cause you don't have those at maybe the Delta sky lounge in LAX is, is pretty legit the way it's set up. Definitely. If you ever get a chance to go to that one, do it. Cause they've got like an outdoor bar and all the drinks are comped in these places right, too. Right. So it's just like, it's ended up saving us money, probably not on the level that it should more saving us money because I'm not spending money that I probably shouldn't be spending to begin with. But dude, like I will definitely say the main perk of it though, is just like you avoid all like the bullshit 
atmosphere of the airport mm-hmm. whenever you have access to the lounge. No, I mean, I remember when I was, when my parents lived overseas and I was in school over here, I was traveling a bunch. And I remember this, so I was like 17, 18. I remember being like, God, there's definitely, and this is before I was even thought that I would ever be like a writer. I was like, man, there'd be, there was, what a great spot for like a movie, like yeah. set around just like airport culture. And then, yeah. that, and then when I saw that movie up in the air, yeah. I was like, oh, this is what, like, this is how they pulled it off. Like yeah. traveling businessmen. And like, you no, know, I mean, you, it's an interesting like world because you're, that's where like everybody, I mean, yeah. everybody around the world, that's where they are. Yeah, dude. And it is. There no there there are charms to the airport for sure. Have you ever seen the terminal, <laughs> Tom Hanks? I act, no, I haven't actually. It's a, I've, I've seen it a couple. It's a it, weird movie, of course, because it's a Steven Spielberg movie and it's Tom Hanks. Right, but it's right, clearly right. like one of those Spielberg movies where it's just like he was he, like bored. Yeah, he's just like I guess I'll make a movie. Right, you know, right. like but they built that whole terminal in a soundstage though too. It's not a real airport, oh, which is crazy it. because it looks like it is and everything too. But but that one's definitely kind of like rooted in that airport culture. But it's like the poor. person person in the airport that you don't really want to deal with though too i think it's airport culture when uh i think it's when like you know when airports are suck is when you're hungover yeah they suck uh they all but like when you're not hungover like when you're let's say you have like a um i don't know let's say like a seven hour layover yeah whether you're with a friend a girlfriend or you're just yourself there is like a comfort yeah you get like up some magazines and just find a spot to just like lay lay down in. like yeah there's a there's, there's a comfort for there, sure there's a quality of it too i being a little, i was a little hard on airports earlier. The, you know there is a quality though too where i think hey like i i i got we we went to italy a couple months ago and dude that flight back from italy was 13 hours it was so long and i remember just thinking to myself like I, I and I had a couple drinks before I got on the airplane too, and I remember not long after I boarded the airport, I was like, I think that was a bad call actually, because then it's like you're sobering up on the plane. Yeah, and then I usually you get, don't drink on flights, and then you get sober, and then you're like, I've got nine hours. Yeah, that's left the on problem. Plane, like yeah. it's just it's too much, man. Like, the only I, time I ever drank was when I would go visit my parents in Turkey. Yeah. But that was because I was at fucking boarding school where it was like really strict. Yeah. And I was, I was of age cause I was flying on like British airways or like Turkish airways. Yeah. So I could drink. That was the only time. Cause it was, you were young. You're like, hell yeah. Yeah. I mean like four beers. Yeah. Now I'm, yeah. Now I, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't know. I'm I think like, I would just get restless. I think like, I mean, I, if it's a red eye flight, I'll usually have some cocktails cause you're going to sleep like shit anyways. Right. You know, like I don't think anybody gets a good restful yeah, sleep no, on an no, airplane. Nobody. Well, I mean, first class I've had some, pr- I've yeah, had some doozies. Yeah. Like I guess that makes <laughs> sense. But, like I, Cause your fucking chair turns into a bed. Dude, we, we, we struggled flying back from Italy. Like we were just at the, that point where and i had the middle seat uh, forget about it i was just like this is horrible <laughs> like where you're literally and i downloaded a bunch of episodes of tv shows and you're not even watching it because you want to you're like literally just counting down 22 minutes at a time like okay yeah 22 minutes have gone i let me look at the map now and see where oh, we are i avoid Earth. them i avoid the map and the worst is when like you're you you feel like maybe it's been like five hours and you're almost there and you get up to go to the bathroom and you see somebody looking at the map and you're like oh, oh like dude, we're so not dude gone. it's like this nyu reporter in this episode it's so hot. Oh, yeah. She's really hot. Uh, this episode is one of those just like, God, like, uh, you're uh, like, 
What, 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 this is the one where the, she thinks George and Jerry are yeah, gay. Yeah, and George is wearing the stupid shirt right here. <laughs> God, they just nailed it. Dude, they, they put them in... So, like, I love the fact that these guys are just rocking these ugly shirts, that Jerry's just rocking turtlenecks all the time. Well, I mean, Jerry's style is brutal. Like the, it, it really like is. The puffing, it's so funny that he's so anti-puffy shirt. Then you see some of the shirts that he's wearing are kind of puffy. Dude, it's like, <laughs> they, they really are, too. It's like, that, it's like that whole motif of, like, let me pull out the shirt that I've tucked in just <laughs> enough so it's just puffy the same his, way around my entire waist. Is brutal. But Dude. that shirt that George is wearing, it's so true. Like, what is that? That's shirt? the ugliest shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but this episode, you're just like, uh, this is one of like, the, it's, a, it's cringy, like in a great way. I'm surprised that no entertainment conglomerate destination has ever like made a hotel, let's say, or a resort destination, like let's say in like Vegas, where they don't have Jerry's apartment there and stuff ah. like that, you know, or the, the, or, or the cafe that they go eat in and everything too. Like that seems like such an easy win, but if yeah, you just Seinfeld have, if, themed if, hotel. It's a Seinfeld, like a TV themed hotel or right. something or, yeah, like right, that, right, you know, right, where it's just right. like, Hey, you can stay in the Connors house from Roseanne. Yeah, the, I don't know, the bar, like, the hotel bar is the cheers. Yeah. Bar. Like, but, but, but create it to the nines and everything, because I feel like people, dude, if you could Airbnb this apartment, you damn sure Airbnb it. Oh, a hundred percent. Dude, with an yeah, old tube sure. television set, like and VCR, <laughs> Apple Jacks in the background. Yeah, and his. I love that he's got the movies in the background. It's like arachnophobia. <laughs> it's such random movies. Uh, also, just a quick question. Does Jerry eat that much cereal? Because he has like 12 <laughs> boxes of cereal back there. They're yeah, all, oh, is that all just old stale cereal. Like what the hell's going he on? He does here? have a, yeah, that he really does. Look at that. Yeah. That's a lot of cereal. Like, I mean, that's way, that's more cereal than a family typically has. He's one man. <laughs> and I don't see him eating. I mean, I think he eats cereal now and then, but no, he's, yeah, he's stacked. He's got a good dude. He's got a good food set up in there. He, though, yeah, too. he really does. He always he, does. He's got, always got like a full fridge. He's got orange juice. He's uh, no, yeah, he's ready. <laughs> he's ready for uh, for a hurricane. To that's, come. What that's what I'm telling you, man. Just like they like if you could rent this apartment like this would like I bet you people would Airbnb this 500 bucks a night. Yeah, no they would. Like so you got this. What else? You got the friends apartment like uh, the apartment that, sh- that that they live in in friends is fucking ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like the bar. The bar is the cheers bar. And then there's a bar like Patty's Pub and yeah, 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 yeah. Vegas is sleeping on yeah, that. Yeah, they, for sure. Like that's that's got <laughs> winter written all over it, man. Yeah, the Connors, the Boy Meets World House, just fucking all of them. Like, yeah, like dude. Corey and like, Eric's bedroom. Why the hell not, man? Which sh- Corey and Eric had their own bathroom in, in Boy Meets World. Like, Did they? Shout out to that. Like I having your own bathroom, dude. I like I. I don't <laughs> think I ever had a bathroom connected to my to my bedroom. I still don't. Actually. I had one in college that my my uh, my friend was so jealous that I had one, but like it was a like. Having your own bed, having your own bathroom under twenty five, under like twenty two yeah. years old is a. Is I remember, great. dude. We had I, one of my college roommates and I. Like we we shared a room, but we had like the master bedroom and we had the bathroom in there. And I remember one summer, he and a buddy of his were playing like NHL two thousand two or whatever year it was, and they were playing a game where basically like whenever one of them scored a goal against the other person, the other person had to take a shot of vodka. Ooh. and that just evolved quickly into yeah, them not right, being right, right. good. And like to the point, I remember my roommate took like thirteen. Oh, Oh, if you're not good, you're getting your stomach pumped, dude. And I remember he got to this point, and I, I like, I didn't even. I left for a little bit, and I came back, 
and he was completely naked, laying on the ground in the bathroom, like had clearly thrown up a bunch in, in, in our master bedroom. And all I did was I just locked it from the inside and closed it. I was like, you're welcome. And just like shut him in there. Now I look back and I was like, hey, he might have been dying. You probably should have yeah, just oh, locked man. him away in there. But yeah, dude, I didn't want those... anybody to screw with him, though, too. So I thought I, thought I was doing him a favor. But, you know, those, some of those drinking games. It's like, what the fuck are we thinking? Also, it's such a waste of, of your booze, though, too. It's just like, that's like at a period of time where it's just like, hey, you don't have like tons of booze. You don't have tons of money and everything like that. What are you doing wasting all that? Yeah, seriously. Dude, I, n- I never did stuff like that. I was always, we well, would take, we would like, always do power hour, which is just you take a shot of beer. Yeah. Every, like you, you make a seat, you make it, usually you make a CD and you have, uh, oh, what the fuck was it? Uh. You have snippets of songs, and it la- you have snippets of songs for like I think it's every thirty seconds. Yeah. You take a shot of beer. Yeah, uh, and and you have snippets of songs that go for thirty seconds. So you take a shot, enjoy thirty seconds of the song, and then another song starts. You take a Which, shot. Which, by the way, and you're hammered, but it's beer. Like if you did that with whiskey, you'd, you'd be oh, dead. You'd, you'd, you'd be, be dead. Toast. You'd be dead real quick. We did uh, Century Club. I remember in college, which is basically like every minute you take a shot of beer. Maybe um, that's what, maybe that's, maybe it was every minute. But, but the thing, and it doesn't sound like a lot. It's a lot of beer. Though. It is it's a lot, lot in yeah. your stomach. Cause you're, cause it's also, it's every minute. So exactly. you can't go take a piss then too, because right. you, you have to be there every but single you minute. You beer with you. Yeah. And, no, and so, that's what it was. It was every minute. And I remember yeah. my, we did that. I think it was probably like freshman year or something like that. I remember one of my good buddies, like, uh, he threw up at 99 and I remember just, I was like, Oh, you idiot. Like I was just like, everybody like let him have it for like our entire college after that too. It's like, Hey, remember when you threw up at 99, you couldn't even make it. Yeah. I haven't thrown a window. I, I feel like I threw up. Well, you know what? I, I'm all, I'm all on the hard kombuchas, especially the yeah. giant brand. Yeah. And even the seltzers. Cause like, I think I did throw up, uh, maybe like two years ago and it was, it was fucking beer. Yeah. It was too much beer. I think it was maybe a poker night where we were just drinking so much beer and I, I, it's fucking, I'm like, I'm like, I, I this is over. Yeah. I, I'm, know, I'm throwing up right now. You know what's <laughs> so funny is like now I've gotten to the point to where I'm like, I, I never thought I would do this, but now I've kind of like, when I get beer, it's like, well, I'm gonna get the IPA so that I can sip it slowly. And so I can, yeah, right, right. But it, but it's also, I'm the same way too, where it's just like, cause I used to just be like, getting 12 packs of like Modelo all the time. And I like, I like beer a lot too, but it's also yeah. this type of thing was like, Hey, I'm it's filling up my stomach. It's, like, it, yeah, it's disgusting. And like, there's a quality where it's like, you're not going to pound a hard kombucha the same way that you would pound. Oh no. Like, I mean, I'll drink a whole beer. I'll drink like a whole Modelo when I crack it and everything like mm-hmm. that. No problem. Right. Not saying I can do that multiple times in a row, but I'm not going to do that with a kombucha though, or like a, even even with a seltzer though. Yeah, too. no one's pounding seltzer. I mean, maybe those college, degenerate college kids are, but uh, those those kombuchas, it's called Giant with yeah, a J. Yeah, ah, oh, they're so good, I, dude. I I feel like when the pandemic happened, it kind of gave me a moment to like, because I feel like beer is very much like up with a party drink. You you buy a shitload of Miller Lights mm-hmm. to supply the party and just like keep your fridge stocked and everything. Once we were in the pandemic, I was just kind of like, oh, I'm going to try all the ciders. I'm just going to try it because yeah, yeah. I'm drinking way more during the pandemic. Well, they're and everything. fizzier. And it was also just like, <laughs> why the hell not? If, like, if we're going to drink you know, three or four times a week compared to like maybe once or twice, then you know, I'm going to try a bunch of other stuff. But really, it kind of made me realize, like, oh, there's a whole range of beverages that are out there that were, that were used to just be beer. And yeah, now there's right, right, right. so many competitors. Yeah, out there. I know. And you, it's, you owe it to yourself to try. This is a frustrating part of the episode where Elaine won't take her jacket off. It's so weird. Yeah. I love when Jerry tries to get it off. I think it's coming <laughs> up like, wait, I think it's coming up. It's right. 
Because <laughs> it's so, it's like, why is she not taking it off? Yeah. It's so, this is part of the show where it's like, it's funny, but it's like frustrating. The, like watching, it's just like, it's, it's it like literally something as small as that is I'm, getting in the way of stuff. I'm curious, like how, I mean, they seem to go to the shop every, this, this particular restaurant, every single episode. Yeah. I wonder how many episodes it's not in. So the one where they go to Florida. Yeah. Uh, like even ones where they go other places, you know, like I, they I still, like, there's like at least one scene. Yeah. I like, think the one where they go to Florida might be the only one. Interesting. And the best part about that episode where they go to Florida is uh, the episode starts on the, literally like the cheesiest. Uh, I have a picture of it because I sent it to this friend of mine. It's um, it's this great stock footage of the Florida coast. That's so funny. <laughs> That's so funny. So it's definitely like Jerry and Elaine's POV flying That's in. so funny, dude. <laughs> Another episode that it's probably not in, and it might be actually, was the one where they're in California trying to find Kramer or oh, whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah, that that the and Elaine's not in that one. Is she not like she the she, one where they go to L.A. I don't think she skips out on a couple episodes at various times. I don't know if she is filming Christmas vacation or what the hell was. Going oh, yeah, on, maybe. But. Well, I mean, and Kramer's not in the Chinese restaurant one at all. I don't think so. It's just the three of them. Oh, weird. I didn't realize that. I don't even think they they reference him. I mean, and then there's another one that well, he's not in the Miami one. Do you think they don't reference him because like there's a. The royalty element to that? I mean, I wonder how that works. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, the, the Chinese episode was... The Chinese restaurant episode was, like, season f- two. Yeah. It, it would, You know what? If it had been him, it would have been too much. Yeah. There would have been too many. Yeah. Because the, there's just enough. George... Oh, he's all I know is he's got an issue with his girlfriend Jerry. Jerry's trying to figure out who the woman with the the polka dot shirt is, right. and Elaine is just hungry. Yeah, if Kramer was there, it almost be, it'd be too much. Well, Kramer all of a sudden would know the the probably the guy that was running the Chinese food restaurant. You know, yeah, like, he, there's yeah. an element of like how Kramer was and everything like that. It probably would have actually solved everything mm-hmm. in That's their drama, true. but. It, uh, but yeah, no, this one, I remember that NYU reporter so hot and then Jerry starts walking up with her. That's so funny, dude. <laughs> that's like, that's like every single, every single time that Jerry meets somebody, he's just like, yeah, the woman falls in love with Jerry. Yeah. The amount of dates he goes on like that. Uh, do you think that the real Jerry Seinfeld was like, oh, I think yeah. I heard that he, oh, I mean, he married like a he married like a 15 year old. Yeah. Uh, so he's clearly, he's like got some sort of freaky like kink to him. I yeah. guess. Yeah. I wonder if he was just like, some. I think, like, I think he was, I think he, I think he dated a ton. Oh wow. Apparently when he was like in the eighties, when he was a stand up, got to start wearing turtlenecks. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> uh, like black jeans, like yeah. a purple turtleneck tucked into black Huge jeans. high top sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> and just like dragging his dick through the, the whole entire city of New York. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah they go well they go out yeah they really date a lot it's a good show it's actually a, a show it's i mean dating is a huge part of the show yeah um well you know they but they the it's funny because you, you as you get older you appreciate the you see the beauty of people whereas this wasn't like hey these women that are on the show are not wearing like scantily clad clothing right, anything right. like that so you almost actually see just how genuinely beautiful some of these people are and maybe you, them, yeah. maybe you can appreciate it more now than you did back in the day but it's just like now when you watch it I'm the same way where it's just like I see people I'm like damn like this is like there were a there were some good actors who mm-hmm. like it was a who's who of like yeah, of pretty TV much. character actors and supporting cast and everything that was going through the show but it was ultimately just like 
a ton of like beautiful actors actually that were getting cast on the show, but just oh, like, yeah. but in, in mo- many of their cases, this just ended up being the thing that they forever became identified with. Is like, oh, oh they, yeah. j- they dated Jerry in one episode. Uh, yeah, though they were all there's there's none of them are not attractive. They're, yeah. all, they're all beautiful. George had a few clunkers. Yeah, <laughs> we are just as beautiful as any of them. You just need a nose job. <laughs> and she, then she gets her nose job and she's gorgeous. Yeah, uh, doesn't want to. And then she dates Kramer after that, doesn't she? Yeah, and then, I love they go to the reggae lounge. <laughs> like, <laughs> what a great name for a fucking bar. We're off to the reggae lounge. <laughs> it's so like I, I like, that's so Kramer, man. That's so Kramer. <laughs> But uh, there's times where like, cause I mean, I'm still single. There's times where I'm like, God, am I, when you're, when you're, when you're go out with someone and you're just like, they did like, they were really nice, but they did this. Yeah. You, you become kind of Seinfeld. It's like, like, for sure. Am I being too Seinfeld well, right I now? Th- you know, the one thing I like, I feel like the longer that people stay single, they become more comfortable with who they are. No, that's what somebody else was saying. My hairdresser was telling me the same thing. Yeah. And it's just in especially the old, like, because I'm 41 now, like, yeah. I know what I like and what I you're just enjoy. You're very particular, not, and I wouldn't say set in your ways, you just know what you're comfortable with and everything. Yeah, right. Setting like, your ways sounds like you're secluded from changing or from evolving, and that's not the case. You just know what you don't like. Yeah, right, right, right. And I think that, but the older that you get, that list of things you don't like gets bigger. Really and, big. And and I feel, dude, I used to see it all the time because I, when I was, you know, I regularly surfing at the breakwater on a more regular basis, particularly when I was single, there were a lot of like women my same age that were surfing out there mm-hmm. and they were like that same way too, where it was just like, oh damn, it's like, cause you're not only becoming set your ways and so particular with what you're looking for, but you're also like getting older at the same time too. Right, right. It's, it's a very interesting conundrum to find oneself in. Well, it's also like, you're not like, you don't need to be completed. You're yeah. not like Jerry Maguire. No, like, like you, you don't need that. Like I, I mean, but but then you know, someone comes into your life and it's just like they might bring something that you never thought. Like yeah. I tried Pilates for the first time yesterday. Yeah, I'm like Pilates for life now. Nice, I fucking loved it, dude. That's awesome. Because uh, it's well, it's, it's right across the street. It's like this apartment building right across the street. It's on the other side on Melrose. But I was like, where's this been my whole life? Yeah, it's so fucking. It's a great workout, dude. It's also like any time that anybody ever criticizes like Pilates or yoga, and it's just like. Hey, there's not really a lot of ugly people there. Well, there's that, uh, and it's but Pilates is not easy. Yeah, it's not. It's I, I, I'm sore as shit today. Yeah, but I really liked it. But uh, it's mainly because of how close it is now to me. It's like a no brainer to go to not go there. But uh, I feel like that's a great place to like meet people though too, or just like even just have. There's a low. It's a low pressure situation to go where you could potentially meet somebody because yeah. you're not going there with that intent. You're no, going I, there for yeah. the exercise and everything. Right, right. And dude, like I mean, I, I will definitely say that because we go to sweat yoga in in um, in Playa Vista, and I like I'm like a regular at the studio there and everything. And it's just like I don't. I'm married. Like I don't go. I'm not going there trying to like hit on people and everything too. Right. But I will say it's nice because it's all like a lot of attractive people there who for are sure. there pursuing looking and feeling better at the same. Right, time. Right. Right. No, we'll see. Well, I was just because I jump rope like literally where you're sitting. Yeah, my my ceilings are high enough that I can do it in here. But it when it moved over there, I because it, it used to be on Larchmont, which was still stupid of me to not go because it was still so close. But now that it's here, and I've been wanting to try it. Yeah, because I mean, 
Look, yeah, like literally every single person waiting in line every day is yeah. a fucking woman. Yeah. So like, yeah, it's on my mind, but I also genuinely want to do it. Yeah. I'm not just like going there to meet girls. I truly want to do it. Dude, for sure. Because I also was like, all right, I need to get, like I have, I, I, it's not like I'm some hermit. Like I get out of the house, but I was like, try to get out of the house more. Yeah. Just because I work from home and you can get like. You're fucking at home, dude, you know, like you're working from home now. Dude, it's easy to stay at home all day. For sure. Dude, even like whatever, like after I like got better from COVID and everything, it's like, oh, I need to get outside. It's like, yeah, whatever. Like, I, I like it here. Though, well, no, so. I mean, that home is amazing. But, uh, yeah, but like going back to kind of like dating, like it, uh, it, I, and I think we've talked about fucking da- dating apps. Uh, this is great where the, the army guy comes, they tell him that he's, he came out of the closet. That's so funny. Um, and, uh, but no, like you're like the thing that's tough about online dating is especially because like you you feel like you're in like a like a program almost. Yeah. Is that like literally one thing? Like how many people have I maybe cut off cut it off with after like two or three dates? If I had given it like two more, would have been like the one. Yeah. But like literally because you're so invested in it and you have so much stock put into it, like this is how it's like you're paying for it and you're yeah. putting time into it. Like one thing can fucking throw throw it completely yeah, off. I'd, I'd and and also like every, you're trying to be like the best version of yourself, and they're trying too. Sometimes if maybe you're trying too hard and you're not your genuine self, it, it's it's Dude, tough. I, I feel, but that's why it's I really would, I, I would always go back and just be like, that's why I think that doing stuff like Pilates and just going places ultimately right. is a better. It's probably more proactive than spending time on a dating app, although that's not your intention to go there and just right, like right, right. date somebody and meet them right when you're going. Your, your intention when you go there is to do the is to do the exercise and everything. Yeah. But I ultimately feel like, well, that's something that's an actual like if you met somebody there in a situation like that, there's a shared experience already yeah, there or exactly. there's a shared pursuit of something like, right. where it's something, oh, well, we both do this. Whereas I think on dating apps, people, and dating in general, people just try to like reform themselves a little bit a little to bit, accommodate yeah. this thing that right. looks good in a picture that somebody's posting <laughs> and everything sure. too. I never had any success from dating apps ever. Like, and it's not to say I didn't enjoy it, but like. No, and I've grown to not, I actually don't hate them. I'm still, I'm still on two of them. I don't hate them, but it's just like when you, when you just kind of like, just pull, like, let go a little bit. Yeah. Um, because the, it, I've met a lot of actually, actually like really great people on them for yeah. sure. Um, and people that girls that I would have dated uh, like a hundred percent, but like I went on a date, uh, like a month ago and like, it wasn't, we, we, it, like it wasn't bad. It was one of those like Wikipedia dates yeah. where you're just going through your wiki page sort of, and yeah. it doesn't really, you don't, you're not really landing on anything. But then as soon as the date ended and I walked her to her car, immediately like the weight was off and we, it was like the conversation was so like loose and casual. Yeah. And, but then like it, it, I think the damage had already been done. Like there was just no connection, but there wasn't, there was a vibe on the walk from the bar to Interesting. her car. And I was like, fuck, I was like, God, do you want to like, keep walking around but then if you're just like hey do you want to like do another loop around the block she might be like what are you gonna murder me or something like (laughs) and i I was just like fucking a like it sucks too because like in that moment just like once once something creeps in that kind of like like corrupts it and everything it's corrupted dude it's just like sort of yeah and and it can be hard to come back from it i Uh, and 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 uh, again like it's i i I've like I don't there's a not a lot of girls that I really think about like oh I wonder if I could have given her more of a chance but like there are but like sometimes you're just like like what just because she like 
I don't know. <laughs> like, had, a, she had never seen Swingers or something. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, something Seinfeldy. Dude, that you but, like, I mean, but that's how. But that's how you are <laughs> when you're single, though. You're just like. And the other thing is, just like, I think there's a comfort of being in your life and everything too, where you're like, yeah, I don't want to deal with that right now. A little bit, yeah, a little bit. I had a, my buddy Dan, uh, like even with my wife, Laura, like she, he kind of was like, there was a point where I was like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, you know, like I kind of like was wavering and he like sat me down and he was, he was like, you do this every single time that you date anybody. You realize that, right? <laughs> right and I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you always find something to pick out and everything like that. And then convince yourself that it shouldn't be. No, it's, out. it's a bad, it's a bad habit. I think, it, but dude, I think everybody does it though. No, for too. sure. Like, yeah. It's not 100%. like it's, it's I'm not, sure that like I, like I act like I'm dying. I don't fucking do that. I'm sure. And I mean, and, and that goes both ways. I mean, I, I know people do that on both sides of it too. Like, I mean, I, I think that women are probably a little bit more, uh, grounded in their decision, I think, and probably regret it less and everything too. Mm -hmm. Whereas we're probably like, yeah, I probably could have put up with that a little bit longer. But I think that women that are a little older are just like, no, I'm not going to put up with that shit. Like, no, well it's, yeah, it's like, it's, uh, it's no, but that, that, that's, that's why when I, I think I said, I think like years ago when you were on an episode and I think I said, it's like you, you're in like a program. Yeah. You're in like this like program and, and you're, it's just not natural. Yeah. Granted it can, it can totally happen. And then, like it's, I said, there's girls that I would 100% date. It more, just, just didn't work out. But I, it's um, it's an app, man. It's, yeah, like, it's, it's, it's like one of those things like where it's just like it's it's like Angry Birds or something like that, where you're just like it's a game. It's, it's, it is. It's it's a it's a time usurping experience. Yeah, right, right, right. And 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 that's not intended to say that it's not worth the time and everything like that worth whatever you feel like it's worth you know and i think that's why you go through these waves where you're like i'm good on dating apps for a while and like you throw well i'm kind aside. of a, i'm kind of done with the i'm over it yeah uh and i'm gonna delete it it's just like it's so dramatic it, because it is you, really you know the dramatic. problem is because then when you delete it every time you delete it you re-download it and I'm, one of the whole my whole things is that like i see so many of the same people on there yeah because they delete it and then they get back on yeah and i was like i'm that person i have so that, i'm sure there's girls that are just like I've seen this dude, Philip, fucking for 10 years now because yeah. you delete it. I, now I'm just like, I'm on it. Yeah. And I'm no more, no more of the deleting it. Just fucking I had, stay on it. Dude, I had, I remember for a while, <laughs> I had just a note in my phone that had all my stuff for my dating app because I, I would do that dramatic thing where it's like, I'm not, I'm, yeah, I'm just going to get rid of this. I'm going to meet somebody in real life. Right. And then I'd be like, damn, I don't want to keep having to write this though. So I'm just going to keep my profile written out just, just so keep I have it. go-tos like ready to go and everything. Right. Right. Which now looking back on whatever I wrote, I'm probably sure I would read it now and just be like, you fucking idiot. Like, like no, I mean, I'm pretty happy with the things that I've, that I've written on there, but, uh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to keep it on there. I can't do the deleting anymore. Yeah. Cause then you're just, you're the same person that I like make fun of. Just like, update your God, profile. This fucking, yeah. Well, that's the problem is that I, I very rarely like I'm ever in any pictures. Yeah. So when I do get a picture, that's another thing is that uh, anytime I've deleted it, I'll be out to dinner and someone will take like a great picture of me. I'm like, fuck, I guess I got to redownload yeah. this because <laughs> this picture is incredible. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing to me? Like there's like Christmas lights in the background. That's it's so like this funny, magical dude. picture. That's so funny. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get into some shout outs real quick. Football, right. football started tonight. Damn. I'm very excited about September. it. September. Shit. Uh, let's see. Let's pull up the kiss here. Uh, let's see. I do not have these written down, but fuck it. I'll wing it. There we go. All righty. Nice. Missed a couple. When was the last show I did? Two weeks ago. I forget why I missed last week. I was fuck supposed it. to do last week. I was oh, sick. that's right. Right. So you're feeling better? Yeah. 
Was it a bad case of COVID? Nah, it was my third time. So it was oh, just kind of like, I, dude, I, I tested negative after like, I tested positive and like two days later I tested negative. So yeah, we're just, used to this by now. I know. It's just like, just <laughs> go through it. Uh, let's see what we got here. Um, hey, shout out. Uh, shout Hey, shout out Garita Supreme. Shout out. Shout out. Uh, hey, shout out. Shout out uh, Venti Memes. Ooh, shout, shout out. out. Uh, hey, shout out KH Chef Tell. Shout, shout out. Hey, shout out Dale Loves Candy. Shout Last out. One. Hey, shout out N. Kylie, Nick Kylie. Nice. Let's see if I can get one more. Hey, shout out Old Man Mizzou. <laughs> the artist formerly known as, you had another name, Matt Cox. I forget what it was, but shout out. Shout out. Shout out guys, thanks for supporting the page. Thanks for listening. If you are listening, one final thing, because we lost uh, your boy Bob Barker. Oh, yeah. Which I thought he died like 14 times already. Dude, I thought he had been dead. I, you I know, could have sworn he died. I kind of thought he did, too. And, you know, this is going to sound really pathetic, but, like, the second that... Because I was on The Price is Right, you know? Yeah, like, you were the last I, person I was, to be was, called down. I was the last one to get called down on Bob Barker's last regular is episode. Is that on YouTube? Yeah. I posted it on my uh, on my Instagram, too. So it's like that... The Recently? Whole, uh, yeah, it's the first post. I never post on my Instagram anymore, so it's, like, the top post. I would probably... You know what? Because I, I, I don't do, like, the whole, like... When, when someone passes away, I never do that. Yeah, me neither. But, like, yours is, like, the best one. But he, like, the fact that they said my name and everything, like, I mean, and that was, like... Rich, will you fetch me another player, please? Be happy to, Bob. It's Elijah Bates. Oh, yeah. that's so good. Yeah. I got a lot. I didn't see that. Uh, here so he like, comes. This Dude, is you're part. jacked here, too. That was so fat back in those days. This is the best part of what Bob says. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're like, yeah. A roar of delight. Yeah, you let one out. Yeah, dude, I did Bill Goldberg in the in the aisle. Wait, wait. Um, yeah, that was like a wrestling entry. Yeah, for sure, dude. And so, so I was this. This is 2007. I was 23 or 24. And dude, I don't know how much couch costs. Yeah, seriously. I don't know. I overbid by like 500 bucks. There goes right here. You're like that is a nice couch. Your bid, Elijah. I'm going to have to go with 1950, Bob Barker. 1950, <laughs> Dude, it's like, and so I, I was the only one. I was the first one to bid. It was the last bidding moment of the show. So I basically stood no chance of getting on stage. Because everybody else was there. Like, this idiot who ends up winning was, like, literally, like, sleeping on the sidewalk for several days and everything. Um, but he was, but he, and he was there since the very beginning and everything. So that was it. That's it. That's, like, the whole clip right there. But, dude, for me, even though I didn't win anything, like, oh. the fact that it happened. Like, oh, my God. It's literally on my resume. Like, I don't blame you. It's awesome. Like, no, it, because even if you're, like, even if there's somebody more qualified. Yeah. This is, like, it's some sort of, like, affirmative action. Like, but you have that. But I can show him this. And I'll be like, dude, I was, like, the last one in the right, pop. Right, Right. called down on Bob's last show. And you know, and, and to your note about like not posting things like RIP so and so. No, but that's different. But Bob Barker is like American institution. Like there's not many people of that level left mm-hmm. where I'd be like I feel compelled to actually say something. Yeah, no, that's different. It when you're like, yeah, it's now totally it'd be different. like George Lucas or John Williams. I can't even think of it. Harrison Ford, you know, mm-hmm. somebody like that where it's like there's only a couple of them left, you know, like where Because when you when when somebody posts like, "Oh, I knew this celebrity and they like or they they're like let's say like Jeff Goldblum passes away and yeah. like, someone has a selfie with him and they're going to post that 
that's like even that's just like a you're showing off the yeah. image of Goldblum. But yours is Dude, mine was a moment, a moment in like entertainment history. It was, it was the end of his <laughs> last show, and I was the I, last that, one to get called down. Totally justified. It, 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 it is one of the greatest points of pride and one of the greatest experiences <laughs> I've ever lived. And but you don't get to meet him like back. Like there's yeah, no, well, you yeah. know, like I mean, you, we got to like shake his hand and everything like that. But like that's pretty much it. Like the dude was in and out. You know, he's right, just, right, he, right. that's a job. He just shows up to record the show. Well, I, I, I feel like. It's weird. I feel like he could have kept doing the show. He just, he'd done it for like 35 years and he was just tired of doing it. Right, right, right. Dude, it's like, no, like, and, and it's the same reason that Richard Dawson stopped hosting the Family Feud in the, at the beginning and everything. Mm-hmm. He was tired of filming two shows a day every single day yeah, because there's so many episodes of The Price is Right and right. Wheel of Fortune and all these shows. That's why Pat Sajak's calling it quits too because it's just like he's over it, man. Yeah, right, right, right. And it's, it's just the same shit every day. Well, like, I mean, it's like the greatest job in the world, but also like, dude, you have no idea. It's, dude, it's, it's like, it's, it, it's work. Yeah, it is. Like at a certain point. Like, but uh, yeah, that, it's because I wouldn't know what the fuck a couch costs. I still don't. <laughs> and I've bought one before now. But I would just be like, dude, I was just like, whatever. Like, I was tired. I was ready to go home. But at that, point. Uh, that, no, that, that was such a great. Uh, but yeah, I thought he, I thought he had died. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's 99. Like he, he made it he almost to, uh, that was like the meme that was going around. It was like, dude, like was such a pro that he like made it as far as he could without going over $1 or something like that. And oh, I was like, that's, oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah, that is good. You know what? I, I always feel bad for the people that bid like 1500 and then the one that's like 1501. It's like, <laughs> fuck. I wish that I would have just bid $1 right then and there. Even though oh, like, yeah, I, yeah, the, the one first one, but it was just like, that would have been hilarious. Or either that or I've always been like, oh, I should have done like $1 million like Dr. Evil or something like that oh, just totally should've. blown it it was like that would have been <laughs> hilarious but but you don't know what you're gonna do in the moment it just happens and they're like holy shit i got called on the price is right no it's like yeah it's like people who uh it's like people who like like we were talking about like criticizing movies and shows like you don't know what the fuck you yeah, would do like when, in that moment it's like when you see a celebrity that you actually really really love and admire in real life and you're like oh should i go up and say something it's like mm-hmm. will you if you were not as tense as you are right now, you would a hundred percent come up with something like composed to go say. It's right, right. like, oh, can I shake your hand? This right, right, like, right. No, no, there's uh yeah, we, we think we think we're like so much like savvier than we really are. We're, like, not. we're, we're not, at all. we're not, man. We're little kids. <laughs> Uh, well, dude, thanks for coming. Hell yeah, man. Good to have you back. Great, great combo. Uh, we fucking wrung the towel on Seinfeld. Dude, I love it, man. I love it. That was great. I needed a Seinfeld combo. (laughs) Oh man. This episode brought to you by Vandalay Industries. (laughs) (laughs) Um, alrighty, dude, September, we made it. Uh, I'll talk to you guys next week. Stay safe out there and, uh, have a good weekend. Later.